Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I'm your host, David. I'm joined with today... It's Jen. Don't all say your names at once. It's Jen. Hi, everyone. How's everyone doing? And they're replacing Lou for the day. What's up? I broke through the firewall again. Yeah, what up, Brian? <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Nothing, nothing. Uh, this week, we are going to look at the latest Where's news. Where's Lewis? I don't know. In D.C.? In D.C. He just doesn't show up sometimes. He just, you know, we just got to replace him with Ryan. <laughs> what up, what up? Here, I'll do the exact beginning as he does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, so- yeah do your best Lewis impersonation. <laughs> so this week should be fun since we're getting close to the beginning of the TV season. I felt like it would be appropriate to look at some of our favorite and some of our least favorite characters ever on television. And with that being said, it's not the best in terms of the worst. We're not talking about performances in terms of best. We're not talking about performances. We're talking about literally characters, how they were on on the shows why we hated them, why we loved them, so on and so forth. If you want to bring up... If you want to turn on the TV or turn your TV off. Exactly. <laughs> like, if you want to bring up performances in terms of were they effective, so on and so forth, of course. But that's not the way we made our list today. So I wanted to make sure Jenny got on because Jenny and G are our TV gurus. So they probably have... No, like, I'm just here. Yeah, you're just, <laughs> here. you're just here to represent the comic book universe. <laughs> <laughs> the entire cast of Flash. <laughs> it's like your top ten. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but before we get to that, let's look into some news of the week. And something that broke yesterday was the announcement that Disney is indefinitely postponing Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3, Volume 3. So I'm going to go ahead and just assume that this indefinite suspension or putting on hold will mean that the film will not get made. Oh, yeah, no, it's done for. Well, they had a meeting with the, but they wouldn't say if it was for that or if it was for another project, but they did have a meeting with the director of Thor Ragnarok, they said this past week. Uh, I don't know if it was for this, because he's actually been, he's been mentioned a few times as a a suitable replacement. I agree, especially Um, with the the comedic tone that he had Thor Ragnarok in. mm -hmm. Right. Although maybe it'll be more just, they won't do Guardians, they'll just do maybe like the Rocket and Groot movie or the Drax movie, although... I don't think anyone even they, they, Marvel they, wants to Drax. They can cast Drax if they do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I know. I know they're secretly seething at him for opening his mouth. Oh time. yeah, for the, so quickly. <laughs> he he doesn't seem to care, which is kind of admirable that he's just like I'm going to speak my mind. Don't really care what they have to say. Well, because if he gets fired from Disney, he can always go back to Vince. So. So I don't think they would do the like a Rocket and group movie too, because Marvel has this formulaic thing with everything has to connect to something in terms of the long story the long and the end game uh yeah this those that seems like just a standalone comedy you know what i mean so it sucks though because i love guardians and it sucks that we're in this boat now of why not just replace a director use james gunn's script and we go on from there so i mean we'll see what happens with that isn't Although, it kind of like, shady, it, isn't it kind of shady they're going to use his script but not let him direct it? <laughs> I think, I, uh, was it Batista? or I'm not sure if Pratt said the same thing, but Batista said um, that he, would, he wouldn't be, you know, it sucks what happened with Gunn, but as long as they at least use his script. So, I mean, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. I, we will see, but 
My guess is that it's over. I mean, I, I think the Guardians is over. The fact that yeah. they told everyone on the crew that they could go look for other jobs. Yeah, that that pretty much said it. Wow, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they said it, they were like, you feel free to look for other work. I mean, they the, the way that it was described, I think it was in Deadline, they said that it was not so much a postponement as it was a regrouping. They had to like kind of discuss what they were going to do with it next. Well, I mean, Guardians 1 is... Personally, for me, my one of my, my favorite uh, Marvel movie, you. and two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Ryan. And two, I think, although very, very, very good, was a very was also a big drop off. So maybe not getting a three could be a good thing in the sense of, you know, you can't top the first one except for certain cases, you know, like Empire and stuff like that. So maybe not doing a third could be better because at least then you'll have the good memories of from Infinity War 1 and 2 and all that instead of ruining it with a third one. You know, I would normally agree with you, but I feel like Marvel is very anti-shit movie proof despite, you know, what (laughs) People like to hate on Marvel movies or so on and so forth, but they really rarely, even you guys don't like, you know, we all agree Thor The Dark World is the worst, but I don't think it's an absolute train wreck either. Even they, Chris oh, I can't get through it. Chris said it was the worst. That what? Even Chris Hemsworth said it was <laughs> meh. He said meh. That was his exact word. There, yeah, there you go. I would say it's meh, but I don't think it's, a, I don't think they have a train wreck outside of, if you want to call Iron Man 2 a train wreck, fine. But I don't even think it's a train wreck. I just think it's the worst one. How about ever. Ultron? Uh, that's good. That one's I I don't love it. I just think it's fine. But it's not awful. Like it's just, I'm still entertained by it. Like I they don't to me they, they don't, don't have, have a, like a, they don't have a Justice League. Yeah, like they don't have a B versus <laughs> S or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say don't use Justice League is better than BVS and Suicide Squad. And Man of Steel. Uh. I would put Man of Steel, and I don't like Man of Steel that much either. I'd put Man of Steel a little bit over Justice League. Well, who, who would you want to direct it now? I mean, I, we mentioned, I always for, mispronounce the guy's name who directed Ta- Thor Ragnarok. Takai Wakiki. Yeah, so he seems to be the top choice from a lot of people I've talked to because it's similar tone to Guardians, but who else would be good? Uh, My friend got all ambitious and said Spielberg. He would love to see Spielberg do a Marvel movie, and that would be Smith. like the most ideal one. Kevin, oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, that would be. It'd be a dialogue driven though. <laughs> They're just on the ship the entire time. Yeah. Would he know what to do with such a budget? I mean he does he and he, he does well with Supergirl and the Flash, so but this isn't a direct yeah, if he's just directing it, it would I mean I don't think it's gonna happen, obviously, but it would be yeah. an interesting concept to see that. Uh hey, but they I should call, they should call Ron Howard. He's good for that. <laughs> hey, none of us hated Solo, so I mean No 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 yeah. I, I, but I feel like I feel like he would never do that again. No, hey, you want to jump on this real quick? Like, no, I'm like... <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> he would but, have better luck, I think, with this. So, oh, like, my there's God. Not oh yeah. much, and it's not as much like pent up, like uh, outrage for the franchise for no reason. And uh, speaking of comic book, last night we saw on seventy millimeter in glorious IMAX, we saw the Dark Knight, and um, nice. I, w- I, I still don't. Un- I, I don't know. I don't it's understand. Awesome. I can't understand. I, I still how people don't. He's speechless. I I. <laughs> it's funny. Jenny was like staring at me. It was quite awkward. I was watching him watching the movie, and then he. Were like, you like glued <laughs> to the screen the entire? Yeah, and he's like saying the lines, and he's like, almost like doing these little quips to himself. I, I had and a I'm smile. Like watching him Apparently, I had a smile funny. on my face watching a movie. I don't know. But anyways, the point of that is just like I'm watching that, and I watch, so and I'm geeky. like, I just don't. 
it's impo- it's impossible for me to fathom how anyone doesn't like it or thinks five animated movies are better than that. <laughs> but oh, that you? Oh, yeah, that was who was that? That was a uh... former guest of the show. Um, <laughs> but no, like it brings it brings up uh, something I wanted to mention before we move on to the other directing news. Um, so I listened to after we had our Oscar debate like a few weeks ago. I wanted to just listen to what other people had to say. So I listened to a few podcasts and Rye, you made me listen to it a little quicker than I would usually do. Cause I usually wait a little bit to listen on Batman on Batman. Okay. Um, so I was listening to that and I was listening to another podcast and it seems like no one's really a fan of it from the outside, you know, from like anyone in Hollywood that I've seen, I've yeah. listened to, or even just a, a film critics, they don't really like the idea either. But um, I don't, Mark Bernard has said it starts in 2020. I don't think so. I'm not sure because it seems like outside of the ratings ploy, I think this is just to get Black Panther something. And it's crazy. One of the podcasts that I was listening to was saying something that uh, Georgie, who was who joined us uh, a few weeks ago, was said that it's very convenient that ABC is the one that made this decision when all the movies that make all the money are pretty much run by Disney. So it was just interesting to see that that's not the only person that has that conspiracy theory towards that. <laughs> Maybe he's a fan of the show and heard him say yeah, it. Imagine. <laughs> um, the only the other thing that I wanted to see what you guys thought of was I know that you know G kind of like you see you try to play the devil's advocate on this, but I'm curious because we look at the dark Knight not be making best picture. And one of the podcasts I listened to, the host said that the crazy thing and what makes the Oscar so special outside of other award shows is that the losers become cult, like get this, these, this cult acclaim because it should have won the Oscar when it did not So on and so forth. Like citizen Kane didn't win the Oscar. But it's looked at as one of the greatest movies of all time. I guess Pulp Fiction falls in there. Pulp Fiction, Singing in the Rain. Like I'm thinking more like on the old end, on the older classic film end. But like now, it just it feels like a straight up participation award. And it's um, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But at the end of the day, it's it's crazy to see that a lot of people, for once, it seems like the majority has the same opinion on this. I just wanted to share that from like other podcasts that I don't listen to uh, and listening to Kevin Smith because I thought Kevin Smith would be more on the side of it Ryan because yeah he, I thought so too and the fact that he hate he doesn't like it either was quite surprising seeing as he you know he's a fan of these popcorn movies and he doesn't seem to be always into these Oscar driven movies so the fact no, that he's he just doesn't it. talk about them as much so like when you hear like if you li- listen to a lot like I listen to almost everything he's on <laughs> um and like he'll talk about like oh, like there'll be movies that like I've heard you talk about or something like that like I went to, haven't seen anything else about it and I'm like oh okay so that will get me more interested in it yeah well I just wanted to share that so it's it's we'll see what happens um and I also something I didn't mention that I don't know if Jeeve you know too I think a lot of this has to do with the change of the president of the academy I don't know if you knew that that they changed presidents of the academy. Yeah, I knew, I knew that, yeah. So I think that might have a lot to do that the new president might be ratings-driven as opposed to the former president who was more, you know, let's get all these films, let's get, the, let's drive diversity with the Oscars. So I think that may 
have a little bit to do with it. But we'll see what happens. Uh, so moving on to the next bit of director news, Danny Boyle has left James Bond 25, which in turn has pushed the movie to, is it 2020 now, I guess? 2020. They said that it's possible it could keep its date, but they would have to find a director within like the next 60 days. So, Ryan, I'm not sure if you knew this, and Jen didn't know this when I told her that last night during dinner. Every director that has directed a James Bond movie has been British. Well, I only heard that because I of had Batman. No idea. Batman. So the reason, um, the, the reason Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg wanted to do a, um, a James Bond movie, and he did, he didn't get it because he's not British, and therefore, in turn, he made Ryan. You want to finish that? What did he make? Uh, Indiana Jones. So that was his Bond. Yeah, <laughs> I think on the poster it said "bigger than Bond" or some some shit like that yeah because then kevin smith was like i said that i probably just saw it on the poster (laughs) (laughs) but in turn i wanted to see what you guys it's funny because i had a double take because sam mendes directed the last two so i was like i thought sam mendes was hispanic yeah i didn't know he was british either he was married to kate winslet guys he directed revolutionary road which also starred kate winslet and leonardo dicaprio and yeah, she's married to. If like they survive the shipwreck, that's what their marriage would have turned into. And now she's married to Ned Banana Roll or whatever. Ned Rock and Roll. Ned Banana Roll. Ned Rock and Roll. Wait, what kind of name is Ned Rock and Roll? It's Ned Rock. And <laughs> roll. Is that really his last name? Yes. Look it up. <laughs> yes. That's is his uh... last name Roll, and his parents wanted to be fun and said your middle no, name no, is Rockin. Rockin Roll, like R O C K N R O L L. Ned Rock and Roll. That's just. He's uh, Richard Branson's nephew. I think Ryan. That, that kind of explains there. it. <laughs> but uh, I kind of think that. Not gonna lie. What you do, you just get Idris Elba to direct it, then he can cast himself as James Bond. You saw he interviewed. You saw he interviewed. I think it was yesterday, and he's like, uh, "Are you going to be James Bond?" He's like, "No." Yeah, just dashing all of our dreams. Yeah, man. I, I, there, there are a few years. I mean. Danny Daniel Craig has been great, but it wouldn't have been. I think they should have just made the switch like a few years ago. Yeah, even though he was still going strong, though. I well, yeah. I mean, I I didn't. This is the longest reign with the franchise since Connery, Connery. right? It has to be, yeah. And I mean, he's my favorite Bond outside of Connery. So, but in terms you don't like, of you don't like Pierce Brosnan, who? You don't like Pierce Brosnan? No, I actually don't. Outside of Golden, I really don't. I don't care for him <laughs> as James Bond. And I and to be honest with you, the only reason I like Golden Eye was because of the game. Oh, speaking of the game, um, I was reading an article the other day, and the creator of the game said, "Yes, using Eye Job in multiplayer mode is a cheat." <laughs> <laughs> I know so many people. <laughs> That's funny. Is that is that still your? I mean, outside of, for me, Super Mario Brothers as a kid, the Super Mario World, I mean, as a kid, I don't think I have a better, finer moment playing video games than playing GoldenEye. But see, for me, it wasn't GoldenEye. For, for me, it was the one after GoldenEye. I think it was The World Is Not Enough, I think. Or, My yeah. God, that's like liking Grease 2. <laughs> you shut your oh, and that was just a game that I had at the time, and I have so many fun memories of me and my friends sitting there in my basement playing it, and so that's why for me it's sentimental more than the quality of game. By so the way, guys, fun. to oh, no. all our listeners, no one wants to hear we this. We are going on September fifteenth to a screening at Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn. Jen's paying for my dinner. Grease two? No, I'm not. To watch Grease two <laughs> with the director. I am ecstatic. Wait, is there a Q&A after? Yes. yes, there is. 
I oh have. Are you gonna get, are you gonna answer the question? I don't know. I have no idea. Yet. <laughs> you should ask her to apologize. I uh, yeah, no. You shut that. your mouth, Ryan. No, like apologize for this dumpster fire. She <laughs> actually. So she chore. How dare you blasphemize name? Fun fact: I actually didn't know. So she choreographed Greece. Um, and then I guess when they wanted the vehicle for a, a sequel. They asked her to direct. So I will find out more and report back on a later episode, which will probably be one of my feminist episodes alone. Um, and I don't know. I have to find a shirt to wear and I got to see if I can get a poster so she can sign it. That would be dope. All right. Well, that's it. <laughs> Speaking of, I want not to sidetrack on the James Bond conversation, but I did want to go back to this. Jen can. Uh, chime in when I finish here. So that we were you really at, love Greece too. No, it's never going to. It's just uh, the gimmick. So we were at last week. We were at the Monster Mania convention down in Cherry Hill. Uh, it's Jen and I's favorite convention, and Billy Zane was there, and he was doing a Q and A. Oh, this got so awkward. I I've been to a lot of Q and A's, GRI. You could. I don't think I've ever felt more awkward than it. I would say this this panel had like three hundred people. Yeah. So it was about 300 people there, and they open at. We have the moderator that asks a few questions, and then they open up to the audience. To the audience, like they usually sure. do. This guy raises his hand. He's wearing one of. I knew something was okay, off. Okay, be nice. Don't don't talk about what he was wearing. Just talk. Well, just talk I, I was about just going to say he's wearing a suit. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. To a con. And well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyways, so he goes and he's like, "Billy, hey Billy, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, but I just gotta, I just gotta ask you one thing." How do you deal with all these things that are said about you on the internet? That you're like that a you're, D-list that star. That you're a D-list and like, star. And that, you know, nobody wants to hire you or like nobody's hiring you because you don't have enough like, uh, I guess, clout or like star power and star stuff. power. Yeah. And he's, he's like, you know, because I'm a big <laughs> fan and I don't like, you know, like he's like, I don't think that way and whatever. But basically, it was just such an odd question. I get where the well, guy was, was like, trying. <laughs> yeah but like he was it was just so weird and he's just kind of like um well like he's he sounded very like mellow but he sounded like he, he didn't you could you can see question. it in his face that he looked he a was, little annoyed he was real annoyed but, but he was just like look you know like i don't read the stuff online like he's like you know like i just try to put out all this positivity out there and i you know whatever so he's like you know he kind of like Answered it in a nice way, but trying to be like, all right, next question. And like, and the the weirdest thing was after the panel, when Billy Zane was leaving, the guy went up to him. And we don't know what happened, but it was. Well, let's uh, let's break this down real quick. What has Billy Zane done outside of Titanic and Uh, the Phantom? The Phantom. Well, (laughs) let's talk. Let's talk (laughs) talk about a few minutes in this movie called Only You with Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. It's like 1992. It's a great film. He plays Damon Bradley. And he was good in it. I don't know. I enjoyed it. And he was in Back to the Future Part 1 and 2. Yeah, I didn't know that until later. And okay, what has he significantly done since Titanic? (laughs) I mean, but they don't got to be mean about it. It just <laughs> no, but it just it does seem like he's taken on a lot of like smaller projects. But they we were watching like on YouTube something about that to that effect of what the guy was talking about. I had just seen it like earlier in the day because I was I forgot why I was looking it up, but um, why no one not why no one remembers Billy Zane? Yeah, or like why like no one cast him when they should or whatever. Well, he's had a lot of failed like TV 
shows and pilots. Like he's done a lot of them, especially in the last couple of years, but they've never lasted a season or two. Do you know like longer than that? Gee, do you know who he was supposed to play and they picked another actor for? What? He was supposed to play Come on, you love the movie. Dirty Dancing. Oh, yes. He, he was supposed a, to be Patrick Swayze? Yes, he, he was. He was supposed to be Johnny Castle. What? Yeah. I can't even see that. He was talking about, because they asked him, what are you, What is the role that you... I could see the charm, because he's very, like, he's got that, like, I don't know, that bravado about him what, or whatever. What is up with the questions they asked him? What's the role that you, like, could have had in the big film that you just lost? <laughs> well, what, what some, of these que- some of these questions that are asked are not the best, right, I would say. He was... For a while, he was in the highest grossing movie of all time when it was the highest grossing movie of all time. But he so hates he... talking about it. Fun fact. Oh, he does? Yeah. He does. He didn't, answer, <laughs> he didn't answer that and say that, but like when I was looking up other stuff, he gets a little like he just doesn't want to be like known for only that. So like he does oh, like. Only thing you've done that is memorable. He does like when like <laughs> fans point out other things. Like he posts if you follow him on Instagram, which I do, but he like um <laughs> he posts like ran- the most random stuff. Like he posted some Back to the Future stuff that somebody brought him at the con. He posted this like random movie poster that he signed for someone, and he's like, "Oh, I had a lot." And he wrote something like, "I had a really good. T- I forgot about this, and I had a really great time making this movie." He like, seems like things and like he that. seems like a fun meet. I would say that. Well, well, he wants us to talk about the Phantom. Or something. Yeah, man. Um, but no, like to finish off on the con, that was an, that was a weird uh, panel. But Nick Castle's panel was phenomenal and i met him for the second time this week last week and he is such a nice guy it is just amazing like you'd think like people like you know he's under a mask but mostly everyone knows that nick castle is the original shape so he can have this big ass ego and he doesn't he got that walk man and he directed dennis the menace man oh he did and he directed major pain (laughs) Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, they, he did it. Let everyone know that any sound effect in the new Halloween is him. Well, so he's breathing a lot. So he does all the breathing in the movie. All the uh, any sound effect that Michael makes is done by Nick Castle. He also said he's not in costume a lot. He's he. The first scene that you see him is actually that they film uh, of him in the suit is him seeing Laurie for the first time in since 1977. So. They wanted to make that moment the first time to make it more impactful uh, for him in terms of the of the person meeting Jamie Lee Curtis for the first time since yeah, seventy seven. So. I mean, he's not he's not a spring sick chicken, so he can't really do like stunts. Yeah. So, but he put did put over. I forgot the guy's name that's playing Michael in this one. But he put him over. He said he was very uh, he was very interested in learning in terms of he asked Nick about mannerisms, how to act, how to move, so on and so forth, uh, how to beat that Michael. So it just got me more hyped for the movie. And <laughs> he did mention uh, that they did change the ending, but I think we knew about that already, uh, that it, when it tested, it didn't test very well because of the ending. So that's the only thing I can that I that I, we heard about Halloween. And then uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street panel was great. Uh, Robert Englund is just fucking awesome. So I don't know. Uh, play Freddy. What? <laughs> I said play Freddy again. Just one more you, you come. You can you can uh, chalk that one up because someone did ask that. 
they're like, oh, with Nick Castle playing Michael Myers, do you think you would ever play Freddy if the script is good? And he said, he's like, no, I'm too old. Like, I God damn. Yeah, he's like, I'm too old. But he did put, you know, he he put over uh, Lisa Wil- Wilcox? Yeah. Yeah, he put her old because she was on the panel, too, and poor man's Patricia Arquette was on the panel, too. I felt bad for her because no one was asking her questions. <laughs> like, Lisa Zane got more questions than, uh, than Tuesday night. Because Tuesday night look doesn't even look like herself anymore. Like, no, I she doesn't. We were uh, Jen was <laughs> meeting. Night looks nothing like she did in Nightmare Four. I wouldn't even recognize her. It's crazy because Jen was meeting um, Andrew, Andrew McCarthy, McCarthy, and then someone and got her to sign my mannequin Blu-ray. And then someone cut her, and she's like, "Who the fuck is this bitch?" And then I'm like, "Oh shit, that's Tuesday night." So she just cut everybody to meet Andrew McCarthy. So, um, but Wait, yeah. he put Lisa Wilcox over who? Like he. Like out of the three uh, women on the panel, like out of the three uh, from the from the franchise, he put her over. Her and Heather are like he just talked about them all the time, like the entire. Oh, panel. I thought I thought he put her over Heather. Like, no, no, no. Um, and then his favorite nightmare filmy was number was New Nightmare. That's his favorite. Oh, filming it. Yeah. And, oh, I thought it'd be like three or four. And then he also said uh, to finish off on this, he also mentioned that um, he doesn't think that the original Freddy is a child molester. Just a child killer. He did mention that. And I mentioned on a podcast, podcast that he said that before. And um, he also said that he I don't he wouldn't want another one being made. Just like it doesn't seem like it would work after what happened the last time because he hated the the remake. Yeah. So that was pretty much our coverage of Monster Mania. See, we'll be we'll be there uh, next March, hopefully. I don't, I don't like the idea of like that franchise just being dead, though. I mean, like you can make a good one, then you should just make. Oh, and and speaking of that, um, being dead, he also hated that scene in part two where he, you know, killed everybody at the pool, and he wasn't, and they were awake. He was just like, oh, poor man Meryl Streep could have just fallen asleep for a second, and then it could have made more sense that he killed everybody. I know you called her that, but it wouldn't really be funny if you called her. Poor yeah, Meryl. it would have been <laughs> funny too. <laughs> All right, so going back to our uh, James Bond convo, uh, who would you pick as the next director? I already got have... British, I guess, right? Yeah, so I have Christopher Nolan, so mine was. I got Christopher Nolan too. That's surprise, right. surprise. Uh, G has Christopher Nolan too. I can't think of anyone else who's British. Like Jen was like, oh, let me look at every woman female British director. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I really couldn't find someone. So she's sad. So she settled on Christopher Nolan too. No, I didn't. She's such a Christopher Nolan hater. I'm not a hater. <laughs> She's like, I don't like that boat movie that he was I just in. Last year. Well, oh, what about Kenneth Branagh? Who? Oh, Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh. Oh, oh, I guess. I mean, he directed Thor. No, I do like Thor. Well, he can do action. I mean, can you imagine though? Like, because Nolan's one of those directors that brings money because of his name. It's, it doesn't even have to be the movie. Like Bond and Nolan together, I think. I mean, would he that do would it? The, that would just be the trailer. Would Bond. he? <laughs> would he do it? I don't think so because he already did his, I guess, popcorn movie with the dark with the Batman stuff. I don't think he wants to do other franchise movies. That's the yeah. Thing. I mean, he used it to springboard to cre- to do his you know creative stuff with Inception and and Interstellar and so on. So I would like to see what, even though he's not British, I would like to see a Quentin Tarantino Bond movie. He, it's funny you mentioned that because he wanted to do a, a Bond movie too, but the whole British thing. But if we're going to get a, you know, we're going to get a black Bond, might as well get an American director too. But he directed uh, 12 Years a Slave. Wasn't he British and black? Oh, Steve McQueen? Yeah. 
I would. Yeah, he is British. That's a good one. Hey, I would take. I'm trying to think one. of ones in my head. Like I don't. I'm realizing I don't know a lot of British filmmakers. That's not good. Ryan's like, I don't know anybody. That is a good I, choice. I just got Nolan. I'm with you guys on that. But no, I think Nolan on paper would be the best choice. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think he has anything coming up, so it would be. Find some like unknown person to do it. Or it could be that. That'd be kind of better though. Like, you know, give someone help someone get their name by giving them the, like a huge task because they can handle it. They can do it good, then they're set. In does my Sam opinion, does not want to do it anymore. I don't think so. It wouldn't shock me if they try to go back to him though, because Skyfall was fucking amazing. Um, yeah, throw some money his way. Are we, if we don't get a Black Bond, because I think Idris is it for me, my choice. Unless Donald Glover turns British in the next like two years. <laughs> um, are we ready for a, you know, because the trademark is 007. That's the, are we ready for a female Bond yet? That wouldn't happen. You know, I, I mean, so either. I don't think so either. That would not just, happen. It's not even like a woman-hating thing at all. It just wouldn't make any sense. I don't think you should do... There's certain things that you should do and try to make it... You can skew it and make it female and like it, it works. But like that role is so iconically associated with a male persona that I don't think it would work doing it. I, does that sound bad? No. <laughs> I just don't think it would. Jenny's like writing a hate note to you right now. <laughs> Dear G... <laughs> I will not publish your next review. <laughs> okay, do you really think it like it would work? Like no. it's still like um yeah. I think there's well because okay, Bond, right, is the general name that they give him as a but spy the, because the, they're always different actors. But that the have agent him, name right? is 007. So what if 007 just happens to be a woman this time? I mean, I don't think well, it's going to happen. Well, that's the thing. That's I'm why I feel playing. like there I'm, is room to do it, but I don't think that they're I don't necessarily think they will do it with a woman. Um, but I think because since it's not really per se specific to one person, it could go the un- other way for a yeah. gender. But I do think that like there should be I don't see anything wrong with there being diversity. And so like putting Idris Elba in, let's say, or like putting someone else in there um, first before they do a woman Donald Glover? is fine, too. No, not Donald oh. Glover. Well, her name would definitely be Jane, right? That's yeah, easy. Jane, yeah. Jane Bond for sure. Yeah, <laughs> or Jamie Bond. So I feel like you could do it. I, but I don't. You know, it depends on the direction hey, you, that they um, want to go. Up for on Twitter. Oh, I was actually going to get into that. If they announced a female James Bond, I I could just see the internet just breaking. Because <laughs> look at look, I I don't follow Doctor Who, but was the internet an uproar when they announced a woman Doctor uh, so, Who? There were some people that were very mad. Yeah. I read a lot of like hateful comments. But see, like it doesn't like it doesn't matter because the Doctor Who can be anyone, right? Because the whole thing is that he comes back, he she whatever the the. It, reincarnated right isn't that the yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah so it could be anyone that's why it makes sense that it could be a woman but box office wise i think they need i mean it's not going to happen but i think the next time they do something like this if you know like an all an all-male original cast to be replaced by like oceans aid and ghost but they need to be careful with how bad the box office did for both because after the first well, week, uh, Ocean's, well, yeah, yeah, Ocean's Eight made money, <laughs> but not. I mean, it made money overseas, right? Not domestic. It made, it made, it made 138 million dollars here. It, only the, had it a, made like, 130 million dollars domestic. 138, and it had an 80 million dollar budget. Oh, so it made, it made his money. money. Okay, now I take it back. And, I I literally thought it had a drop off after the first week. You know, so here's what. So initially, I thought it was like kind of flopping because it it had that 40 million dollar opening weekend, 
and then it fell like over 50 percent in weekend two but like what drove it it was like during the week it was like getting good grosses and it was because the female demographic was seeing it during the week and that kind of helped it stay afloat and then it killed overseas too and that like i guess like that made it it's like the second highest grossing Ocean's movie after the first one. Interesting. Oh, okay. So I take it back. No, but I but I do agree with you on Ghostbusters. And like, but a lot of people think that Ghostbusters that happened because uh was it Paul Feig, the director? Yeah. He like reshot a lot of it and it was a lot of stuff that he reshot was expensive. So it like shot the budget up. They were so like it, did if he the, didn't reshoot, it, it went the solo route. Yeah, if they were like if he didn't reshoot some of that stuff, they they probably would have broke even on it and they might have been talking about making another one. Cuz it's funny, now, I do I do like the movie. I just have an issue that if you're going to bring back the entire old cast, they just just kept the same continuity and just have those characters in the movie. That's the only gripe I have with it cuz I do like the movie. I don't think it was bad at all. Yeah. By the way, me thinks Melissa McCarthy needs to take a break and reevaluate her career. <laughs> oh, I do, I don't like Melissa McCarthy, so I said this before. I like like two of her movies. I liked her in uh, what was that? Oh God, why am I blanking? Spy is that one? <laughs> I like her in Spy, and I like her in Saint Vincent, the one with Bill Murray. Oh, I like the Heat. The Heat's good. Uh, I think Jen likes the Heat. I'm not a fan. Jen likes M- Melissa McCarthy. I guys. do like Melissa McCarthy, although I don't want to see this puppet movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not doing too well either right now. Good. I, Ryan, wa- Ryan was going to watch it this weekend. I might go see this. Oh, it looks messed up. I like messed up comedy sometimes. Oh, what's sometimes. crazy though is that uh, Crazy Rich Asians, like the early numbers for like Friday and early Saturday, it looks like it's gonna drop only like it, between like twelve, like six and twelve percent this weekend from last weekend. Yeah, we just it saw it. So and it, good. it was it was really good. It was really good, and our an eleven a.m. show was sold out for us. So. I, oh, like, wow. I thought, like, because I, like, I, I know you said that, like, what did you say in your text offline that it was, like... I, was very, I thought it was very good, but, you know, I, 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 didn't, I wouldn't call well, it great. from a female perspective... Oh, Lord, here we go. I think it was really, really good. It was super, super cute, very, like, rom-com-y. Um, you know, you always have, like, that villain. It reminded me a little, I mean, without, like, the hijinks per se but like monster in law you know how jane fonda's like no i don't i don't like her and whatever but i thought it was really really good uh it was i for sure want to go to singapore now yeah i wouldn't get on that plane but it actually gorgeous. i i I mean i want to go to asia anyway but um i think it was so nice so i love the way like they were able to show the background and and the environment and i think it was too on the nose but every rom com is too on the nose. No. Well, that's what that was like. What was interesting to me about it is that it was very on the nose. But then I realized that we hadn't had a romantic comedy like that in a long no, time. No, yeah, yeah. That's why I agree like, with you. Like, so that's why, even though it was familiar, I forgot how like good those familiar oh, movies. Oh, and be I thought of something. Right? And I thought of something right away. And I thought of you, Lou, and Jenny. You want to do that over the top friend? That's how you do it. Not fucking Tiffany Haddish. Her friend was Aquafina. She was no, ha- she was hilarious. Hilarious. So part was when he invited her to the party when she like was dropping her off, and she yeah. had like her her different <laughs> outfits in the trunk and her different outfits. Yeah, <laughs> she's like clubbing, cocktail, walk of shame. Walk of shame. So like, what they did with her that I thought was good is that they didn't overuse her, and like, and she was just enough. Like, she wasn't like over the top where you like got annoyed with her. Like, she everything she kind of did was just right. Yeah, I agree. That's that's why I was like, I can deal with someone like you know, because I, I I watch these movies and I, I you know when I see over the top characters, I'm like, all right, is it just me actually, hating over the top? Like the the relative that was uh, uh that was taking the family pictures and he was talking about like standing a certain way for the optics. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they didn't use him a lot because he would have been annoying. But the, what they used him for, he was funny. 
I think everyone did a great job overall. Yeah, yeah. I, I make did it make you like Constance Wu? Because I don't think you like her, right? I, I actually said that right after we left. I was like, oh, I don't hate her. She's really good in it. And she's like really different in that too. It was like interesting to see like her play, play someone because it's different. a comedy, but she played it real, real straight. Cause and uh, if I'm not mistaken, the guy who played the the main guy that was his first movie. Oh, he did really well. Oh, he's so hot. <laughs> God, <Jen. laughs> not gonna lie. We are talking. We're talking about his skill as an actor. <laughs> You're yeah, such a well, sexist pig, I'm man. Just saying You're sex. such a sexist pig. <laughs> he's a he's very good looking. He's all right. That's he's why he was cast eyes. in the lead. He's easy People? on the eyes. And I love I love Michelle Yeoh. It's good to see her and stuff too. Like I, she's awesome. Play the mother. And all the tuxedos in the suit, I mean, in the movie, were fucking phenomenal. No, obviously. Everyone I mean, looked great in their tuxedos. And I kind of wanted to go to that wedding a little bit. I definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, like even in the crazy. end. Rye, we're going to ruin it for you, but I, I really doubt you wanna care. See, um, I really want to No, not really. I'll forget. I think it'll be really good. <laughs> but, like, the end, when, like, they have that, I guess, wedding party. Not the wedding party, but, like, I guess engagement dinner or something at the end. Yeah. That rooftop it looks money. Like it would be like I I don't party like I used to, but I'd be down for that. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Jen highly recommends it. Uh, the sequel is going to be them having a baby, like Father of the Bride Part Two. Stop. Well, the sequel the sequel also de- the the second book deals with uh, why am I blanking on their name? I, I know the actress's real name, the one that had the cheating husband. Astrid. Uh, okay. Astrid. So the that book deals more with her meeting. You know how she saw that guy at the end of the movie, like yeah. during the credit. Yeah. Um. He's he's actually in the first book more, and I guess the first book, um, what they changed in the movie was the husband actually didn't cheat on her. Like he said that to kind of get out of it because he was like he just didn't want to be with her anymore and like because he felt like emasculated and all that. But the movie kept it that he actually did cheat, and that character uh, that she meets is actually in the first book more, and then they are kind of like the main well secondary story in the second book. Uh, the secondary, the main story in the second book is uh, the main girl trying to locate her father. Interesting. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're uh, and they're already uh, ready to go on a sequel. I guess like the director, he's doing In the Heights first. He's doing uh, directing oh, In the Heights. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait then. That's good. yeah. That's and good. so they, but so that's that's just, that's next on deck. But they kind of they're kind of wanting to. This is like I hated that word. They want to rush it into production. I was like, don't rush it. I mean, like it, you got something good. Just like kinda... Halloween Five. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, like I, it kind of reminded me of a better version of my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Like, yeah. like, because uh, like, I, I didn't really like my Big Fat Greek Wedding that much. Um, to Jen. I know. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm gonna get another. She angry liked text. my Big Fat Greek Wedding two more. No. You do? No. Oh, no. Well, like, shocked that we said that you like my girl too. This isn't because it's so good. My girl too and Greece too. Hate so like good. Greece too. Uh no, I didn't. No, it's not that I didn't hate the second one, but it wasn't like it was sort of like just a rehash, but like thirty years later, almost it felt like such a terrible um, movie. or twenty years, whatever it was. Oh, you're worthless. But the first uh, was one was my number so one good. worst of that year. I was dying watching that movie. It was just fucking <laughs> miserable. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Crazy Rich Agents now in theaters. Yeah, how, yeah, how many studios? How many studios X now are like, yeah, hey, we gotta get more movies with these Asians in them. <laughs> well, yeah, look at this year. There's so much diversity. We have Black Panther this year. We have Crazy Rich Agents. Now we we're gonna get In the Heights, which is probably gonna be mostly Hispanic. Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. By the way, I didn't know that Searching uh, was directed by an Asian person. Oh, we had it playing here, but we didn't. We're gonna watch it next week. 
Actually, no. Yeah, I'm going we'll... We uh, we contemplated going to Huntington Beach, which is like 45 minutes away, and I was like, nope, <laughs> can't do it. It's not worth the drive. Um, nope. <laughs> but to finish off on news, uh, G reported it on Thursday that Dylan McDermott and what's the lady's name? Connie, Connie Britton. They are coming back for American Horror Story, which <laughs> will probably create excitement and then disappoint us come October. So like that's everything is like coming full. They got everyone that's significant from. Murder House and Coven coming back. And what's interesting is that, uh, like, some of them are playing their characters in both seasons. Like, Tiesa, uh, I messed her first name, Farmiga, who was Farmiga. in Murder House and Coven. Yeah, and Coven. She's playing both characters. Sarah Paulson is playing three characters, playing her character from Murder House, Coven, and a new character for Apocalypse. I don't know how they're doing it. I, I, I really, it sounds like it could be just a hot mess, but I'm so excited because it was one of my two favorite seasons, so I'm just so, hoping for the best. Sounds like Ryan's directing every episode. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> like um, I mean, like uh, like this is like the season that it can win back a lot of people who have been like meh on it or the last completely couple. Completely lose everybody else. Yeah, or I will lose everyone, and I'm just hoping that. I mean, I I have a love. It's like an abusive relationship. Me and the show. Like I I always come back, even though it hurts me. Yeah, no. Yeah, I no. mean, I do the same thing. So, um, and then. I forgot to mention before. This is Ryan can now, in on uh, this. Shut up, Ryan. I was about to. Was, okay. No, I'm messing with you. Yeah, uh, no. Um, no, real quick. With going to, if you could, I'm just saying. Like, say they said not to know to Coven, but you could choose any other season from Murder House to mess with. Which one would it I be? would? I would. Br- Asylum. Freak Show. Because Freak Show was really good until episode six. I liked Asylum. Oh, are you saying like which I ones? think they could do a lot with Asylum and Murder House together. Are you saying which ones would you cross over? Yeah, I well, think Murder there, House and which that theory other that they're one? All connected though. Yeah. yeah, there is. That's what they say. I'd love to know how this past season is connected to everything. Yeah, I guess the only way I think the only one I would see connecting the or Murder House would be Asylum. That would work. Yeah. Because so. because I remember they went back and forth and like. Oh, like in certain scenes in Asylum, like present day, kind of like I mean, I, I guess it could work. But I also thought Asylum was a disappointment compared to Murder House. I, think, I know people I, love it. I think towards the end, it it did drag a little bit. Like, did they explain the alien thing? I only remember having watched. They it. never explained the alien. I don't think. Yeah, they, they I don't the think alien. they did. I think they kind of left it open to interpretation. They kind of just. See, I was only after, f- after Asylum, and then Coven won me back. See, I think like what happened with Asylum was they started focusing on Jessica Lange and uh, as they should, <laughs> everyone else's characters, and they just forgot. They just like we're not even gonna worry about the aliens. Mm. I'm excited that she's coming back. By the way, Word. yeah, episode six, directed by Sarah Paulson, who nice. I guess just who just works all the time. Is she a list now? Yeah, she's a list. <laughs> I think so. She's a list. <laughs> I feel like Sarah Paulson's one of those people that came out of nowhere for me. Didn't know who she was. Till American Horror Story. Didn't realize she had popped up in a few movies I had seen because she was, I don't know if she was just forgettable or if I just didn't recognize her. But I think OJ's will put her over the top. Yeah, I think that, yeah. She got a lot of stuff for that. Well, but hold on. Let me before. Oh, she's going to pull some obscure movie from like next year. <laughs> she's like, she was an extra in Titanic. She's one oh, of the women that died. Actually, I know where. Okay, so where. She touched Leo. Where I first knew her from was What Women Want. With Mel Gibson. Oh, wait. Before you continue, that and one men want looks 
awful. No, it looks really good, actually. So bad. So I was like a little hesitant because I like what women want, and I was like, oh, what men want, like with Taraji. But she's like really good anyway. She's good in everything. Okay, here's, here's and deal. I saw and the trailer I'm today, like, and it looks so good. I'm, I'm I would in. normally be supporting it, but the trailer's not good. It looks <laughs> terrible. Oh, no, it looks like, good and, to me. And I love Taraji. It was, it, it didn't, there weren't any like funny moments in the trailer. Yeah. That was my with it yeah and i like her i like her oh, i love her too um but yeah we can finish off now and bring up the new tv season that's starting soon uh i hate around i i hate september because that's when my dvr starts getting full because i never watch anything live for new tv mm-hmm. seasons and it's like yeah. it's hard for me to catch up like wednesdays and tuesdays are the worst for me because tuesday i have uh, uh i have the flash and then i have well i used to Fresh off the boat, but I stopped watching. But Wednesdays suck for me because I have Riverdale, and then I have the Goldbergs, and I used to have Designated Survivor, but now that's gone. Oh, you actually like kept watching that? Yeah, it's so bad. It got so bad. It's like that's like that's like Empire. I mean, that's like that's another. Oh one no, I... that's another Wednesday. At Wednesday's Empire too. So Wednesday is my long my bad. Yeah, day. my mom loves her Wednesday. She's like, we got Empire and Star. <laughs> she still likes Star. Yeah, she likes Star. <laughs> oh, I I think I gave one episode a shot, and then I, she likes she likes everything on own as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not and really and then for Ryan, it's just you know DC. your CW thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hey, don't forget that Supergirl is going to be on Sundays now. Their new programming on CW for the first time. <gasps> oh, ever. that's really that's yeah uh, uh, yeah. They, so well, the CW stopped doing Sunday programming for years because it wasn't they weren't getting good numbers, but. Uh, wow. Since the network has kind of grown the last few years, they're trying to do Sunday programming again. So it's going to be Charmed. I think. I think. I'm I, not watching that. From what I believe, I think Supergirl leads into Charmed because that would make more sense. Uh, but yeah, it's they're doing this whole. They're going to like basically promote it as this like female empowerment Sunday night. Uh, I think ooh. it's the I think it's the wrong year to do it with Game of Thrones coming back in the spring. If you're going to have, like, com- competition in the spring and then everyone's going to be watching Game of Thrones. Well, I heard that the reason they're confident about moving Supergirl is because, uh, other than The Flash, Supergirl's numbers were, like, high, the highest of their superhero shows. Like, then why mess Air- with it, though? Then why mess with it? Yeah, yeah well, I guess, I mean, I, yeah, that's there's that theory, too. If it's not broke, just keep it on Monday. Do you? Uh, but I think they think follow it to do you put, Sunday. Do you put the CW, because it's one of the big four now, do you put it higher than any other than other networks because something well, we the didn't... thing is like, they, they still don't consider themselves a big network. <laughs> but they actually get better numbers sometimes than like fox and abc even well that's what i was going to say i think especially uh, with the like news CW that yes well no yeah and... i like i like the cw as probably my number two after abc actually, you know what i would actually rank cw better than i'm trying to think about what i watch on nbc for and... me it would be abc and cw and then and then the rest. And then the rest. <laughs> and then Fox, I guess. It's funny. Something we didn't mention. C- what's going to happen to CBS now? They lost their, their, I guess, their flagship now with the Big Bang Theory is gone after this season. Well, they got it for one more, one what more did season. You, did you, I know you reported it, but the reason for anyone that doesn't know is because Jim Parsons is like, I'm done. Oh, I'm oh, oh. Wow. You're probably tired of playing that character. I was on well, that show. He what he said... <laughs> what he said was so two years ago you know how they got renewed for 11 or 11, 11 and 12. 12 right so he said he said this two years ago he's like 
I'll stay for two more years. But the reason why he stayed, he stayed for those two years, these two years, was because he gets uh, him and his, um, it's Johnny Galecki and then Kaylee, get a huge payout at the end of this 12th season, along with all of the syndication that they have. So if he hadn't stayed and he wanted to end the show earlier, they weren't going to be able to cash in on that money now. They can retire well, now, you know I, that, right? I didn't know until I started reporting on it. I didn't know that, like, Mayim Bialik and then the other girl, the blonde, the Melissa, I forget her last name. Yeah, Ratzenberger. I, I thought they had been on the show for well, they had been on the show for a while, but they don't get the same deal as the other. No, because they uh, the got, originals. Yeah. Well, they they got in a little later. They came in later. I know uh, Blossom came in like season. And the four three or five. of them actually took a little bit of a cut so that they could try to get them to more money when it was time they for took contracts. took a pay cut to give them more money? It was time to do contract I mean, negotiations. They held nah, out are poor characters bit. on the show, though. I mean, one, well, of them Shel- yeah. one of them is Sheldon's wife. So, Well, to be fair, though, Maya Bialik has been nominated for, I think, Emmys and Golden Globes for Big Bang Theory. So, like, I, she must be somewhat important. No, she's very <laughs> important. And she's funny. She's really funny on the show. I don't hate the Big Bang Theory like everyone else does. I, uh, I hate it. I loathe it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't really seen the last two seasons because I can't stand with shows go on way too long. Uh, e, well, this kind of makes me sad. I.e. Like, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, uh, well, you know, to, be, to be fair about Grey's Anatomy, the numbers reflect that people still watch it. So no, I, I know. I mean, Big, people still watch Big Bang. I guess like right? Big Bang too. So, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what CBS does now. Are, so. are we going to go like another oh. 10 years with like no Blossom? <laughs> what are you going to say? Probably. Uh, um, I, this is kind of a little off topic, but just thinking about it. Um, the who was it for Jessica Jones? Was it the showrunner that left? Yeah, creator. No, I think the creator left. She uh for a deal with like uh what was the deal? With? I think it was Warner Brothers. With CW. Like yeah, I'm I'm gonna say yeah. Batwoman. Gotta be. So Ooh, that makes that Mel- actually makes sense. No, no, no. Melissa wrote. Well, it could be. So she left for an eight-figure Warner Brothers TV deal. So she's finishing the third season of Jessica Jones, and then that's when she's leaving. Um, so I don't know if it's it could be if it's if they're finishing thir- the third season now. Well, man, they're going all in. On, they're going all in on Batwoman. Huh? <laughs> we'll see what happens. So, <laughs> are you not excited? <laughs> no, I'm excited because I just I like I mentioned when we first in that, we talked about He's it. Not I just love the fact that we can bring these characters now to the CW universe. Like Gordon and and just Gotham City, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but that brings us to our main topic for today. And G and Jenna are TV gurus, like I mentioned before, so they'll probably have a more detailed list than maybe Ryan and I, because we're not as big on TV as you guys. But so we looked at the top ten, our top ten worst and best. TV characters of all time. Like I mentioned before, we're not talking about the actors themselves. We're talking about the actual characters and how they're presented on the show. So we can start off with our bottom five. And I don't have any honorable mentions for my worst. Oh, I have, I have uh, one for worst and a bunch for best. Okay. So I'm just going to go start with my worst. So I'll start from 10 through 5. My number 10 is Anthony Soprano Jr. Anyone, I can see it. If anyone, no, I can see it. Especially <laughs> since I, re- I just rewatched the series, and that kid gets progressively worse as the show <laughs> goes on. 
he's just dude he's a piece of fucking shit man like he's just a, you see meadow and she's like yeah you know i live in this mob with this mob family and my dad is the boss but like it doesn't affect the way she grows up and stuff but him on the other hand he's such a, a consistent fuck up through six seasons and it just he becomes unwatchable towards the end uh my number nine is the entire cast of empire outside of cookie <laughs> there is no G. You watch the show. There is no one on that show that's likable. Not no, one. Is it? And, Cook- and Cookie is like not really likable, but like she's fun, so that makes her a little better. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, she- no, that's that's weird that you put the entire cast <laughs> because they fucking suck. It's funny. I used to like. I used to like Jamal. I used to like Jamal, but like he's just gotten worse and worse as the show's go gone on. Chris Brown. So bad, um, and I cheated there, but whatever. Um, no, no, that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> my number that was number nine. Not number eight is Janice Soprano, and when I told Jen this one yesterday, she's like, "Oh, she's an yes. honorable mention." She meant she honorable mentioned me. I forgot how annoying she was. I oh actually watched clips. I had to go on YouTube and watch clips, and I was like, "Ooh, she was." <laughs> and it's crazy with her. It's like so bad. she was bad, but she got she never got good. But towards the end, she was a little bit more. I can deal with her a little bit more, but the first, like the second season, she shows up. Second and third seasons, and even early four, she is awful. So yeah, she made my list. And my number six, which will probably be on G's list, is fucking the most useless character on Entourage. Even though he's the reason everyone else is there, Vinny fucking Chase. He's on my list for sure. Vinny Chase is fucking awful. I started disliking him in season two with the whole show with Mandy Moore. I'm like, dude, get over it. You were with her for like a week, and this guy like wants to quit a James Cameron film as a character. Shut the fuck up, dude. You are just awful. And then like towards the end of the series, when he started dating Sasha Gray and he got into like drugs and stuff, that was like, like the worst. Like, it was so season. bad. Yeah, that was like. That's uh, when you knew the show was over when they couldn't find anything else for him to she do. She was fine, but that no, whole storyline was, was, was like. She was, she was, was a better like actress than I thought she would be. Against the thing. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, those are my ten through five by ten through six. Uh, Ryan, you said you had some honorable mentions, so you could kick off next. Um, yeah, honorable mentions. I kind of cheat on my honorable mentions. That's why I kept them in honorable. All of Phoebe Hollowell's boyfriends that aren't Cole or Cupid <laughs> and Charmed. <laughs> no. they all I missed the joke. They all sucked. Yeah, you missed the joke because you've never watched Charmed, boo. Right? No. You've never watched it, no. so you don't know. I watched it off and on, and I'm very familiar with. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's. They were all just useless and wasted. I, I would have never thought to. I mean, they are TV characters, but I would have never thought about that. Why do they funny. really suck? Yeah, they suck. I only like Cole. <laughs> yeah, Cole was the only, and Cu- Cupid was good too. I, Cupid. That's why I gave... that was his government name. No. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you just fuck with Charm a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead, Roy. Um, number eleven, the entire cast of Jersey Shore. Oh, bless me. That's not fair. They're, they're, I live they're, in the area. But they're they're real they, people. They they're are a people. fun bunch. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. But they're, they're, they're fun. I would I would, I would hang out with Vinny. That's it. And maybe Paulie D. That's it. I would hang out with Paulie D and Vinny. And if I have to pick a girl, JWoww. Yeah, because she seems like the most. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. I could, I could hang out with Ronnie. Ronnie would like, drive me crazy. No. Ronnie would get you like Beat into up. a lot of trouble. Don't get you into a fight, probably. Go ahead, Ryan. What were you saying? 
I one I totally forgot. I actually because I I actually did what we talked about, David, offline. Yeah. I did I do lift for people on here that don't know, and I asked some people some of the stuff like you know the question. I'm like, hey, what's your you know what what do you think is the best TV character and the worst TV character? Um, just real quick before I get into the the actual top ten. Yeah. I got Mister Rod for best. I got some Mister Rogers. I got the cast. Anyone in Friends. But I don't trust the guy who said anyone in Friends because he's... <laughs> Did he give you a bad tip? <laughs> well, he said, oh, I'm going to hook you up. Oh, I have all this money. And then gives me a $2 tip. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I don't trust you what you say now. And then he said, made me think about because he's like, oh, my girlfriend's friend is, is friends with Wow. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those were some of them. I forget what some of the, uh, the, some of the best was, um, like I said, Mr. Rogers, um, the Sarah Jessica Parker in, um, Sex in the City was one of them. That was but, yeah, I, a few people I, I, that on G Reels, I didn't realize that she was disliked so much. So that, yeah, so that one could definitely be like on a worse too. Uh, I can see why, like, I, I love Sex and the City and I've watched it a million times. And then, like, recently, like, for the 20 years, I, like, re-binged it again. And I definitely see how, like, there are certain character like, certain things she does that I'm like, you're kind of a horrible person at certain times. But I still <laughs> like her. Uh, but, like, certain decisions she made, like, between Big and Aiden, I was like, uh-uh, you just, like, you did Aiden dirty, man. So, I don't know. But anyway... But uh, all right. So t- t- my top ten. Number ten is uh, Emil Darko from Hero, the third season of Heroes. That garbage ass show. I think wait, the first wait, season wait, wait, was wait, wait, phenomenal. Wait, wait, wait. Heroes, what? Heroes was not garbage. That show was terrible after no, the first Heroes. season. The first season was phenomenal. The Heroes first season. had a great first season, and then the writer strike hit and fucked up their momentum. But Heroes, the first season, is amazing. It was a good that's season. One best, that's one of the best first season shows I've ever seen. First season was. Phenomenal. Second season was oh, eh. up in the whole like save the cheerleader, save the world. Oh, I did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love not. I love save the cheerleader. <laughs> All right, go uh, ahead. But yeah, but he kills the series. I I kind of personally blame his character and just how bland of a villain he was. Like we had such great villains in Siler and pretty much the government in season two and stuff like that. But then just you know you get the carnival. You had the guy from. Uh, uh, prison Break. I can't remember his name. In uh, Heroes, he was really cool, but he didn't. But the other, uh, I guess, Amelia Darko, his character just killed it for me. Okay. Um, number nine, Alan Harper, Two and a Half Men. Like especially after Charlie Sheen was booted off, man. Like the fact that, that he stayed on and stayed in the house, like it just, and his character, the mooch, and just it was just uh, John, John what did you say, G? I said John Cryer needed that paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I um, <laughs> number eight is Randy in Seventy Show. Like his character was just, you know, when was his... there's no one worse than Eric Foreman. Sorry, <laughs> he is whiny. I hate Eric. I hate. Oh uh, yeah, but you know what though? I think that why he's more saved than Randy for me is yes, Randy was wasn't as whiny. He was a little funnier than Eric, but. Like just he was just so thrown in, just his character. There was really not much development for him. I just didn't dig him at all. Um, number seven, Olaf and Two Broke Girls. Uh, as just best, annoying. 
Worst. 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 Yeah, he would get a little annoying. He was better in the beginning, and then he started. To yeah, get, exactly. Like, wait, wait, wait. Over, to, his yeah. name was Olaf, like the snowman. Yeah. David keeps driving in. Like, well, that was his government name. <laughs> 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 Cupid and <laughs> number six, Stella from How I Met Your Mother. Mm. Really, so Stella? Stella was a little uh, annoying. Even though I like, I like uh, what's from Sarah Chalk. Yeah, I like yeah, I like the actress, but the oh, character, yeah. like just the fact that one, I, I don't you know agree with how she handled things, and two, then oh, when yeah, that's true, You're she, right. when she uh, knew that he was making the movie, she didn't like, hey, you maybe want to run it past me before you put out these lies, <laughs> like, like just all of it was just I did not like her from almost the get. Like I wish she was one of the one episode girlfriends that he had, but obviously not. All right, all right, G, you're up. Got already? Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> honorable mentions. I got uh, Kimmy Gibbler from Full House. <gasps> That's a worse. Yeah, I don't like her. No, <laughs> but she's not that. But Fuller House, she's great. Uh, I threw in my boy. I threw in my boy Scrappy Doo. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I did. Did you like Scrappy? No, I don't. <laughs> Uh, I liked Scrappy I, when I was a kid. I will say that. And I, when I first saw the Scooby Doo movie, I kind of l- marked a little when I when he, when they used him. I'm like, oh shit, did not expect why that. Why the fuck did you watch the Scooby Doo movie? Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it. Oh, of course, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it made money, man. Oh no, of course, yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, I got uh, Oliver Queen Arrow. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I got. Anything after season one, Dan Humphrey. <laughs> um, I guess Grace. we all cheated here, yeah. <laughs> really, after season it's one? It's okay, because I'm going to keep on cheating. Wait, after so season whatever. one? You wouldn't do, like... I think he got... He was... So okay. here's, my, here's my problem, which is why I didn't add him to the list. Because, like, he does have moments where he's likable still. But he he became... I mean, I guess because he's Gossip Girl in the end. But whatever. Ignoring that, he became just as bad as the people that he kind of, like, would looked down upon like he yeah. always talked about how like serena and her friends but he became just as bad as like the rest of them in some ways i think after, so yeah, after what... season three i think he just became them yeah so i agree all right uh, go uh, i got Meredith gray from Grey's anatomy as a because she's annoying and whiny but i couldn't add her to the list because sometimes she's good uh i have uh lorelei and rory gilmore from gilmore girl <gasps> i knew i was gonna get a hook from you <gasps> yeah lorelei is awful and then it doesn't help that she got that from her mother, so... No, no, see... <laughs> okay, so, like, I... You know, it's funny, because when I was doing research for this, like, I saw that there are a lot of people that don't like them, but, like, I don't know, I like them. Are I those can the see... main characters from the show? Yeah, so, <laughs> Lorelai... Mother and daughter. <laughs> but, no, 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 I see, I like Lorelai. I think I like Lorelai better than Rory. Rory does get, like... Like, I hated that whole, like thing between like Jess and Dean and that all that back and forth and like all of that like she kind of sucked with that and then she she is a character I can see Rory being on your list but Lorelai really wasn't that bad other than the fact that like the whole shit with the parents but like whatever it happens it's the story but no yeah. all right go ahead G so another album mention I think it's the last one I got Ross Geller from Friends I actually like most of the characters on Friends except for uh, so number ten. Um, I don't know if you guys watched Lost, but I got Nikki. I actually combined them because they were introduced together. But Nikki and Paulo on Lost, they were introduced during season three. Uh, I, who they were with the others, right? Yeah. So they yeah. were introduced. 
three as if they were there the entire time from like the like they were on the island with the other people, right? And yeah. They had this whole like standalone episode with them. Like, season three was already felt like pointless and like they were spinning their wheels. But then they gave them this whole standalone episode where you learned about their past and like he was like a con man and like they were just awful people, right? And yeah. this is a testament to how awful they were. Like the creator of Law said that they knew like within weeks of introducing them that they made a bad idea doing it. They felt it like as they were like watching them film it. And they waited to what the reaction would be and the reaction was bad, which is why they ended up being bitten by poisonous spiders and then buried alive. <laughs> that's what you do with characters like that <laughs> well, the best thing is on Lost they still could have came back if they wanted them back, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, at number 9 I got Pete Campbell from Mad Men uh, are you still watching Mad Men? yeah but I he hasn't I, gotten I haven't gotten back to it but, uh, okay then I but, won't say but even like if you even, watch it, but even like 3 episodes in I can't, I can't stand him so here's the deal though so I won't give away entirely why he's bad but like this is a show full of like not great people on the show, especially the men. Yeah, and he does stuff that like is considerably worse than some of the other guys. Jen was show. like, because I told her when I was watching, I'm like, oh my god, this Pete guy's a fucking douche, and she's like, no, he's like Chuck Bass. No, no, no! What? <laughs> How dare you, Jen? No, but by the end, he's not. He does, he does some stuff that's just not right. <laughs> In the beginning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And for like most, but like towards the end, I think you. It's it softens up. That's why I equated it to Chuck Bass. But hey, at least you know. And look, he's married to Rory Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Two hateful, <laughs> <laughs> two awful people joined together in Holy Matrimony. Uh, at number eight, I have Dawson Leary from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> uh, I don't even so know why I, I laughed. Actually, but he was I whiny. Pulled, I actually pulled a quote that someone put about why he sucks. And the quote was, Dawson exemplifies the nice guy persona that is all too familiar today, whereby self-identified, sensitive men perceive themselves as morally superior to and passed over in favor of their more stereotypically masculine peers. And that pretty much personifies. He, like, always thought that he was, he, like, he was best friends with Pacey, but he always thought he was better than Pacey and more, like, enlightened than Pacey. And then he treated Joey like a possession. And he basically ignored her in season one when she was all in love with him. And then he finally got her and then treated her like she was more of a possession than someone that he was supposed to be in love with. And and he was whining. The crying face meme is the perfect meme to describe <laughs> what uh, Dawson represents. All right, keep going. Uh, the next, I actually have Vinny Chase uh, pretty much for all the reasons that you listed. And uh, it's nothing worse to me than having a main character. I mean, I guess sometimes on shows the main character isn't as interesting as like the supporting character sometimes, but he's just boring on top of everything else. Like I feel like he, the show lasted eight eight seasons, seven or eight seasons, and he I don't feel yeah. like he ever grew as a person. No, he didn't. I think he actually was one of those people that like remained the same. I think the only time there was some sense of like there was going to be growth was at the end of when the whole Medellin thing happened. When his you know he had like a rough, and which I really liked that season when the, he just couldn't get a job or anything like that. And then he got the Scorsese film at the end when they were doing Gatsby. And I'm like, okay, his character's going to go in a different direction. Nope. Next season, back to normal. Yeah, and like, and you should want to root for him because, like, you know, it's like the, you want to see him succeed and all that stuff. But I never found myself rooting for him at all, really. No, I, ne- I never watched that show just for him. So I right. I'm totally agree with you. And uh, wait, am I at, at six now? Yep. 
Oh, and then I have uh, at six, I have Don from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah really. Yeah, really. <laughs> the first okay. season, maybe, but so toward here, the okay. end. So here, here we go. So in, in season five, she's she's introduced as Buffy's sister, and like she's put there as if like she was there the entire time. They do explain yeah. that later in the season, and it makes sense. And season five actually has one of the best arcs, I think, and it involves her character. She actually makes sense in season five to me as like a plot device. But they didn't know what to do with her in season six and seven, and they just kind of just made it. She was just annoying, and she got in the way, and like she wasn't, she didn't really offer up anything in season six or seven that actually helped them in any way. What was now, seven think, again? Now, seven think, was. Now you can think of anything about that she did in season six or seven that was helpful. Like feel free to throw it at me because <laughs> I felt like she was like a waste of space for like two seasons after she was introduced. Like they had that whole like thing where she became a kleptomaniac. She was like stealing stuff. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's what? every teen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was stealing stuff, and it was annoying. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, like she constantly, they, it, she would always put herself in the stuff that where they had she to save her. She didn't need to, yeah. And she yeah, was... like there was like a line. I think it's in season six where she gets kidnapped. I think it was in once more, once more. Uh, with yes, Dion, where save she gets Dawn kidnapped. once again. Yeah, she gets kidnapped. They're like, oh, Don's in trouble. It must be Tuesday. And like, it, like it was like. That's what she was kind of known for towards the end. Like, she was just, they always had to help her, and she didn't really offer anything good okay. to table at all. But in season five, like, she made sense. And that's why, with some, that's why, I, like, with Dan Humphrey, when I, like, honorable mentioned him, like, he got, like, I thought he was a good character in season one until, you know, later on in the show where he just became just as bad as the people that he, you know, turned his nose up to. Yeah. All right. Gee, that was your 10 through 6. Jennifer Ross, you're up. Okay. This is really hard. This was hard. Well, it wasn't hard. I actually ended up having more people for worse than, like, best in a way. But um, honorable mentions. Bill Compton, True Blood. Uh, what? Wait, 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 wait. He was cool. In the beginning. Well, in, eh, he get a little wait, annoying. Is this an honorable mention or your 10? No, it's honorable mention. Okay. Uh, that, whole, that whole show is, like, the pers- like. Oh, best worst case scenario. Yeah, like the <laughs> beginning was like so good, and then towards the end it just started to, and then fairies, and it just like fairies. Yeah, Is that a vampire it show. Went, <laughs> it went all over the place, so it was kind of like or, I'm like an old man when you like throw these clips out. Fairies. <laughs> um, Janice the Sopranos. Yeah. Oh, she didn't make your list. No. Oh, that fucking bitch. Uh, Dan <laughs> Dan Humphreys on my honorable mentions. Man, you sure. Stop paying on my boy Dan Humphreys. Nah, he's... he started out all right, man. And he like, went to shit. I told you I didn't really like yeah, Dan I from know. the beginning. He was so fucking annoying. You didn't like him in the beginning either? Not really. She's I like, never rooted for him. Oh, he's such him. a poor guy. Like, because it was all like, oh, I'm so poor, I'm so poor. But, like, stop, like, focusing on your different. Like, it, you're the one that makes it this big deal. And you're the one that's, like, outcasting yourself in a way. Like, like you... And whatever. It was just like... <laughs> nah, dude. Brooklyn, Brooklyn ain't no joke now. You want you to live in Brooklyn now. But that, that ain't going to be... I do have another Humphrey on my list. Well, I, th- I do too. And I think... Uh, <laughs> let's see. And then uh, Victoria Grayson on Revenge. Ah, what? The nerve. Are you serious? Yeah, but she was a bitch. Best villain ever, though. Oh, my God. Best villain ever. That's that's a stretch. But, like, really good villain. <laughs> um, what else? Rachel Berry from Glee. Yeah, she's on my list. That bitch. She was annoying. <laughs> She was annoying. And then uh, I put, I did a duo. So Jack and then Ben Linus from Lost. Wait, isn't Jack the main character? Yeah. Oh, 
But so he's... I have an, I have another character from Lost on my list. I I couldn't put Jack though because Jack actually served. Like he did some good. No, stuff. he he did, but like there were just such times that it was like so whiny, and it had to be what he wanted to do, and like it was just like all. This is Matthew Fox. <laughs> I know, but yeah. Star so... five. Yeah. I will say Jack was like the weak like I was more of a Sawyer guy, so Yeah, well, like Sawyer the two men, the two main men. I mean like Sawyer was like the best of the two. Although he was like I mean, Sawyer was kind of a dick in the beginning, but it was like funny dick like in a way. Like it was just yeah. like okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that the That's guy funny. that drowned? No. Okay. Way to spoil it for someone though, Sorry. babe. Well why didn't you why didn't you like uh Ben? Oh, because he was like so manipulative. manipulative. That's what made him so great. I how know, I know. Smart I, he was. Yeah, that's what makes Victoria Grayson so great because she was a bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they're like the worst characters. Like you hate them and you're just like, err. So yeah. Uh, okay, so my number 10 is Dawn from Buffy. Yeah. Because yeah. she was whiny. <laughs> my number nine is a duo because when you think about it, Definitely the one person is definitely like a shitty character, but then the other person is also another whiny character. So I put Lucas and Dan Scott from One Tree Hill. Oh, yeah. My, I have so, a lot of girlfriends that hate Lucas Scott. <laughs> Dan, so I didn't mind Lucas so much, but I definitely liked Nathan a little bit more on the show. But Lucas is like so whiny and shit. And then Dan is obviously a, a prick, so... That's just that story. I mean, it he doesn't killed... help that chat. Michael Murray is kind of an asshole too. So he it's killed like, his it, brother, but whatever. It bleeds into it. Uh, number eight, I had Dawson because he is whiny. Uh, and then this one was like it was sort of between two. So like, Andy was a little whiny too. I didn't like her that much. Andy. Andy on Dawson's Creek. Oh, Andy oh, on Dawson's you're, Creek. You're well, looking at me like good. I watched the show. And she was, Abby. Well, she was good until they made her crazy. <laughs> yeah, they did. And Abby, because she was just, like, bad oh, influence. She was a bitch, though. Monica Kina. Yeah, bad influence. And then, okay, so number seven. Okay, I got a lot of duos here. So my number seven is Marissa Cooper, because she was oh, yeah. annoying as hell. But then, <laughs> but then I didn't, when I was, like, looking at this stuff, I didn't even remember. But I was like, oh, yeah, this guy was the worst. Oliver Trask. Yeah, I can't wait to go in on him, too. From the OC. Like, I was like... You're, like, back to back on my list. I forgot. I forgot about him, and I was like, oh, shit, that's right. And I was like, oh... Wait, so that's your that seven was... and six? No, that's my number seven. Oh. My number six goes to another duo, because this would always piss me off on both sides. Hannah and Marnie from Girls. So, I don't think anyone's ever watched <laughs> it, right? But Mar- Isn't Marnie the hot one? Yeah, but she's, like, crazy. Yeah, that's the only reason I was watching it, because Allison Williams is gorgeous. She's crazy, though. Uh, yeah, I do. I watched. Yeah, she was kind of. The show overall was okay, but like Lena Dunham's character, which I think is very much probably like how she is probably in real life. Yeah, Hannah was sure. Hannah was extremely whiny and all woe was me and all this and all that. And then like Marnie was like sort of an opposite like that, but in in a different way because she had like a better background and she had like money and she had other things and like whatnot but she was just like she had her own issues especially towards the end of the show so they were really annoying so was that 10 9 okay i'm done all right so let's to switch it up a little bit instead of doing our bot our top five worst we're going to switch over to our bottom five best and we'll finish off our our top five worst and top five best after this so oh my god uh, scroll now so <laughs> i i'm going to start with my honorable mentions i have a few here so i have uh fred and ethel mertz um, Johnny no. Dra- Johnny Drama from Entourage. 
Uh, and if anyone doesn't know who Fred and Ethel Mertz are, is from I Love Lucy. Uh, Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Dwight Schrute from The Office. Um, Jax Teller from uh, Sons of Anarchy. And despite the way the show ended, I still have Dexter uh, on my 10. Oh, and Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones. So Peace. my number 10 is actually Norman Bates from Bates Motel. Oh, he's on my list too. That's cool. So, yeah, it's crazy. Like where I was like a year and a half ago on this show and where I am now. Yeah, um, yeah he's just great. Performance-wise, character-wise, you see him grow. And I guess not grow, but actually become who he, you know, eventually becomes in Psycho. And the fact that the show goes a little bit after Psycho when you see how his life ends up, it's pretty, it's just the character is completely well-rounded. Uh, my number nine is Carmela Soprano from The Sopranos. She wouldn't be on my list before, but just rewatching it and being fresh on my mind. Um, I think she's so strong in terms of character development because early on in the show, she's one of those that, you know, she's vulnerable and weak. She allows Tony to carry on his affairs and has trouble justifying his actions as a mob boss. Anytime, like, he would give her, like, cars or fur coats or diamonds or whatever, he, she had no trouble justifying uh his actions but later on as the show progresses especially in season four where you know she has this you know she's tired of him and she starts having this fascination with furio she starts not putting up with his shit anymore and she in a world and a show where everyone is afraid of tony soprano she always stands she stands up to him she's just like i'm not gonna deal with your shit anymore and she always puts him in his place when no one else does. So I think she's extremely strong there. Uh, my number eight is Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. He is just fucking hilarious. Like, and oh, I got to put him on my list. He is. Actually, <laughs> I forgot. He's, I, like, you know, I always mention I don't like comedies. And same thing goes for comedic TV outside of, like, a few shows. But Barney Stinson, when I started watching him, him was funny from episode one. And I just grew with him and. I thought he was great. My number seven. Please. My number seven is cheating, but it's okay. I have the entire Golden Girls as my number seven. <laughs> because those lovely senior citizens are. Why are you looking at me like that? Because don't call them senior citizens. Are they not? They're old. They're old. <laughs> They're matter. golden. They're golden girls. <laughs> I I have, I have never been more upset for not finding the show earlier in life than I was before finding the golden girls it is it is one of the funniest fucking shows and these women are riots and the fact i was actually watching a a top 10 earlier uh this morning about top 10 golden girl themes that were ahead of its time the show was ahead of its time in terms of the themes that they touch on the show and because of these women they're able to capture and bring these themes out in a time where people were looking at them now you know, it's more common, but back in the 80s, it was extremely frowned upon. And my number six is my favorite character on Entourage. It is Ari Gold. Oh. Ari Gold. Uh, what happened? It's hard to top that on Entourage. Yeah, like, I think... And it's crazy the way, the way if you watch that show from the beginning, he's kind of an asshole and there's no real comedy to him. But by the time season two starts and he, and he gets... When Lloyd comes into the show, it's when Ari, like, takes off. Their dialogue between um between each other is hilarious and i just think he's 
despite his short temper, which I have a short temper, despite, you know, him trying to always... What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> despite the fact that he tries, you know, he's all about making money, all about making a deal. I think he's a genuine and great family man. And you see that throughout the show. So, yeah, that's my number, my number 10 through 6. The thing with uh, that character, too, is that Jeremy Piven is so associated with it that it's hard for me to see him do anything else. Yeah, no, I agree. He's so I don't want to say he's like typecast. Like I've never really seen him do anything like that before. But like he's so like that character to me that if he does pop up in other stuff, like it's hard for me to like dissociate the character from him. It's hard, especially now. Yeah, he. It's kind of like another character that I'll talk about later when that person went on another show. Despite the show being funny, I just could never separate the two. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. All right, Ryan, you're up. Um. Well, because you mentioned him and I totally forgot him. Barney is on my honorable mentions. I have a good amount of honorable mentions. I'm not going to lie. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Chuck Bass. Uh, oh, I forgot about Chuck Bass. I'll throw him as an honorable mention. Of course. Oh, he didn't make your top 10? Nah. <laughs> um, Mick uh, Heatwave from, well, originally from Flash, but mostly Legends of Tomorrow. I love his character so much. He's so relatable, at least to me. You know, he's a smart ass. And he, uh, but he's also had some really cool character development as well, especially in Legends, and it's been awesome. Um, just because for nostalgia reasons and uh, because of the documentary that came out recently that I still need to watch, uh, he's fresh in my mind, Mr. Rogers. You know, I, I can't consider him a character, though, you know? Like, he's being I, Fred Rogers, you know? That was him? Yeah, except, like, the puppets. Uh, Fonzie. I mean, Ew. iconic. <laughs> iconic. And... <laughs> that was such a like a legit intense reaction. What, what's wrong with Fonzie? I like Fonzie, but I don't know. He's not the reason I want. I, I'm shocking to say, but he's not the reason I liked Happy Days. <laughs> but go ahead. Try... Yeah, um, the theme song for sure. Siler for Monday, here. Happy Days. Siler from Heroes, such a great villain. One of the best villains ever, ever. Yeah, uh, Locke from Lost, such a great character and fun. Um, this one's embarrassing, but I had to put it on. Uh, Sonny Corinthos from General Hospital. My mom will <laughs> you. I will. Let, I will fast forward to this part of the podcast when it goes up. One minute, one hour, and twenty-one minutes. <laughs> so, like, I mean, like, I mean, as a wrestling fan, they say I grew up hearing, you know. Wrestling's just soap operas for men. Now, I was with my mom a good amount of my life, and she watched General Hospital, so there'll be days like before DVR and before the, it was affordable to have a cable box in every room. You know, I, like we would have the one cable box, and I would sit there after school, watch GH with my mom, and I would start to really get involved. And Sonny was the character, the mob boss. He was just such a great, well, awesome character. Well, is that you shouldn't like Sonny. <laughs> he is a mob <laughs> boss. He has killed people. And the, like... I didn't watch it till uh, my friend got on it, and like what Nathan, I right? yeah yeah what I gathered from what was they kind of make them like the leads of that. I mean there I mean there's other characters, but they make them the leads, like the center of that show. Oh, and yeah. it's, have like these like really like not great people be like patriarchs of like this like soap opera. Like they are like you have like the mob the mobster and then like his mob wife, and they have they have a bunch of kids. And they're not really, they shouldn't be likable. <laughs> <They're, laughs> 
I mean, well, it's the good people. They're like the stand-up citizens. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> it's one of those things, though, like, if he left, my mom would probably, like, tap out. <laughs> I think I would tap out, too. Her, him and Jason are pretty much the reason I watch. Like, I can't watch anymore. She would tap out. <laughs> um, and I, Hercules and Xena uh, just... Love them, love them. <laughs> because Ryan, because Ryan's talked about this so many times before, but it's just funny because like he's putting it on there, but like yeah, this is part of Ryan's list. <laughs> <laughs> I love the characters, you know, they were always fun. Like you know, capture my imagination got me into Greek mythology when I was a kid, um, and just fun to see the character growth. Uh, this one, the only reason it's an honorable mention. Jesus, Ryan, do you have a top and this 50? Is the last... <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is the last honorable mention. Uh, the only reason it's only honorable mention, not in the top ten, is because it's animated by one to show it love. Mark Hamill is the Joker. His voice performance is the Joker. It's, uh, like, for animated at least. Um, you know, I don't think besides Heath Ledger much will top... Uh, Mark Hamill. What are you hating on Jack Nicholson for? It's just Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Jack Nicholson too. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's Cesar Romero. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Nothing will ever top this town needs an enema. <laughs> but the, like, I mean, everything with Mark Hamill. Like, you know, I, I I can sit here forever and just say how much I love Mark. But Hamill let's not, because he's gone through forty-five yeah. different. Deaths. <laughs> All right, let's go. I'll go. All right, so. Uh, number 10 is Spike from Buffy. I mean, oh, the character development alone. Um, I like them better on Runaways. That's a good point, though. I know, because yeah, yeah, I lo- cause, like, Spike in the beginning, like... Wasn't he a bad guy? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he was, like, really evil. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, he does grow a lot by the end. Like, doesn't by the she, end, like, like, I love him. Doesn't she, like, bang him? Oh, yeah. So when she gets all upset because they pulled her out of heaven... Um, she, she, she starts to hate her life a little bit and she starts having like a lot of hate sex with Spike <laughs> and then he actually falls in love with her and then she's like no I don't really I, this was like because I'm in pain sorry <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah. she eventually grows to I don't know if she did she ever like admit that she was in love with him or did she just no I, I think, think she did by the end I, by the end I, I guess she's kind of she never actually says it I think in the series finale that moment of the hand holding that kind of lets you know that without actually saying it. I yeah, and I think, and I think when he went to go get a soul for her, uh, yeah, so, so he wouldn't be like able to do anything like that anymore. Was another. I, I think. I think more than anything, if she, I don't, if she didn't really love him, she ended up having respect for him. Yeah. Like, Plus, he was funny as hell. Yeah, he was really like, funny. Yeah. Oh my god, I will never forget his. Opening monologue when he did uh, his episode in the first season of Angel. Wait, he was uh, like, went, what was he on Angel? Yeah, he, he went to Angel the last season. Uh, the first, Fox. well, he went. No, he's also on an episode in the first oh, season the as well. Crossover episode, yeah. All right, right. Yeah, go, with, ahead. go ahead. Um, yeah. Um, and number. Hold oh, on, sorry, my phone locked. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> That's because you've gone through seventy-five <laughs> names already. <laughs> All right, next is Cisco Ramon from. Uh, Flash. I mean, you took a character as a best I character can... of all time. Uh, can I, can I, my honorable can I, mentions, damn it, Cisco. Can I? Amazing. Yeah. Can I just? By the way, also, by like, way when like... Cisco gets, well, this is the second time like I've seen like Cisco. We didn't go to a panel for him at Comic Con this year or for the Flash, but Cisco was walking around San Diego, was out in the open, like down gas lamp, and everyone was like, "Yo, it's my boy Cisco." <laughs> they, they yeah, like he seems <laughs> like, so down to earth. <laughs> 
Plus, I mean, his character, he makes you care. Like, I didn't give a rat's ass about the, the hero vibe, but you gave, you made me care about vibe. You made me care about a Z, I hate to say it, but a Z-grade hero. Um, and plus, you give us the geek character, and the geek show was just also very smart. His references are on point. I just love his character so much. All right, go ahead. Um, next is Sean Hunter from Boy Meets World. Again, I think for me, it's character development more than anything. Plus, I, def- I definitely cheated with everyone from Boy Meets World. <laughs> I would have put the whole cast, but I almost want—I wanted to, but I didn't want to cheat in the actual ten with doing the whole cast. Yeah. I would have, so I had to pick one. Uh, next is uh, Ares from Hercules and Xena. Just actually, funny thing is, he was played by a guy <laughs> <No>, named <laughs> named. <laughs> Kevin Smith, so it was really funny. When I got when I was a kid, I got really confused. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> He's lost a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was such a again. I think you'll see a running thing here. His character development for me is because again, he was a big bad, but then he ends up being a hero by the end. And he again, funny as all hell. Uh, I think one of the first people to really juggle two shows, if I'm not mistaken, I could be 100 percent wrong. Um, but going back and forth between Hercules and Xena, being a regular on both shows, uh, he died way too soon in real life, the actor. Um, and But no, the character was awesome. And last but not least... Uh, We've Daisy. made it to number six! <laughs> <laughs> Daisy uh, Sky, whatever you want to call her, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She is uh, my favorite character on that show. She definitely uh, got better. I, I didn't like her in the beginning. Right. She definitely... Got better. All right, G, you're up. All right, honorable mentions. I'll go through them. I'll go through the animated ones real quick. So I couldn't uh, with the Simpsons. I got Mr. Burns, uh, <laughs> Ned Flanders, uh, Apu, Principal Skinner, Bart Simpson, Marge Simpson. <laughs> the entire cast uh, of the Simpsons. No, 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 because it's like one of them made the list. And then uh, Family Guy. I got Cleveland and Brian. I love Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland's hilarious. Uh, okay, then uh, we got Don Draper, Mad Men. Uh, I got Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, poor man's Jack- Alfred. I mean, no, poor man's Alfred. He's the nerd. A butler. <laughs> he wasn't a butler. He's a librarian. He's like his. He's like her ward though, because he, she always goes to him. Like his wa- that's, her, that's her watcher. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Cordelia from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's the Cordy. best. No, yeah, she was. Okay, you're 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 confusing me. So you're just because she was kind of a bitch. <laughs> she, she was a bitch. But then she grew. Like, by the time she went on Angel, she, was like, wasn't a bitch. Oh, uh, I guess. But that was Angel. That was a totally different show. <laughs> They're still the same character. She, that was a lot was of funny. years. But she was funny, though. You oh, think she was funny? boy. I don't oh, know. Oh, man. You guys. Plus, Christmas Carpenter is easy on the eyes. Yeah, Christmas Carpenter still looks great. <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead. Uh, Jack McFarlane from Will and, uh, Will and Grace. Okay. Just Jack. Uh, Pacey Witter, Dawson's Creek. Uh, Julie Cooper, the OC. Uh, Kenneth Parcell from Thirty Wait Rock. Wait a second, Julie Cooper? <laughs> yeah, she was a bitch, but she was fun. <laughs> Do I just? <laughs> Am I just the one that just enjoys watching awful people on TV? <laughs> I mean, you watch Jersey Shore. That says everything. <laughs> no, I mean, I liked her, but I you wouldn't know, put her on the, like the best. You like the shows that like stir the pot? You like to stir the potters? <laughs> oh my God, you probably like Angelina too. Oh man. I mean, well, I'm happy she's back. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then I got Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development. Uh, Yay! Uh, Cookie Lion from Empire. Uh, 
uh, Sawyer from Lost. So I think you and Ryan mistake. Not, I think you mistake this list for every character you've ever watched on television. <laughs> yeah, well, I like Okay, fine. Number. I'm 10. just fucking with you. <laughs> Number ten. I cheated because I couldn't pick one. So we I just picked did. like the four or four from Boy Meets World. Oh no, we all cheated. That's a good one uh, too. Topanga, Corey, Sean, and uh, oh, wow, I'm breaking on the brother's name, Eric. There we go. No, Mister uh, Feeny in that list. The, and the reason why they are, I have them on the best because either you identify with one of them, or you were friends with someone like that, or you dated a girl like that, or you have like you know someone's older brother who's like that. It's like I, probably one of the more relatable shows that we had growing up. I think. Agreed. Uh. At number right. nine, I have Willow Rosenberg from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is that okay, Jen? <laughs> yeah, I guess. What's wrong with her? Oh, God. I hated when she went into her whole, like, evil witchy phase. Like, that, oh, like, that was awesome. Uh, was like, that was like the Dark Phoenix of, like, Buffy the Vampire. <laughs> I know. That I was so know. metal. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think what I just didn't like. Oh, God. I kind of just didn't like her girlfriend. What was her name? Tara? Tara. Yeah, I wasn't Tara. a Tara person. I'll give you that. And then I, by the time I grew to like Tara, they shot her and killed her. So it was too yeah, late. Yeah, like I just didn't. <laughs> oh, I just didn't do it for me. So, so I kind of hated about, their like, scenes. Yeah, we're talking about character growth, though. Like, I she know, went I know. Shy, nerdy girl to yeah, yeah. So empowered, and like she really changed a lot throughout the course of the show. True. Which is why. Uh, but would you forgive her so quickly, though? Like it seemed like they took they forgave her really quickly. She went. I know it was a couple. And she was addicted to magic. <laughs> she was. Uh, so, uh, uh, eight, I have John Locke from Lost. Probably because uh, I think he was the most, one of the more compelling characters on the show. Oh, yeah. And, and anything that he was involved in, like, I was always interested in. Like, he just, like, Terry O'Quinn just kind of had you, like, locked in on the screen whenever he was on. Uh, seven, so sad I, he didn't do much after. Well, he's on a... Well, what's he on now? Why am I blanking? He's on a show now. Son of a bitch. I'll figure it out later. Uh... <laughs> Seven, I got Dexter. The same reason why, despite the, how it ended, I still think the character is probably one of the most interesting characters to be on television. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, six, I, I'm probably going to get shit for this, but I got Troy McNamara from Nip Tuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Hmm. Yeah, he was, uh, never mind. I'm not going to explain myself after that. Oh, my God. You just gave I know. I love Nip Tuck. I think. We're one of the only people that actually really liked that show back then. But he's a fun, he's a fun character. But again, it goes back to one of those things where you, I probably shouldn't like him because he's an asshole. Holy like- shit. I hate to cut you off before Jenny goes, but um, someone that I hate is Walter White's son, and he should have been on my list. I apologize, but he's an honorable mention. <laughs> Fucking oh. Breakfast Club loving motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. All right. <laughs> Save your oh, epiphanies for later. Um, Breakfast Club Real quick, on that subject, uh, I said last time I was on, D- David, I wasn't digging Saul. Honestly, after I started watching, it was just the first seven episodes. I got to eight, and now I'm hooked again. Like Such I a was good show, that. man. Such a good show. All right, but the Jennifer first seven episodes was... No, uh, she's not done. She's on the six. I love that button you put on the end of that. that was Did great. you finish? Yeah, that was the number six. Go ahead, Jennifer Ross. Oh, because you cut him off. Breakfast Club, loving mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my best characters. Uh, I have honorable mentions. Ready? Oh, you got another 45 list, No, too. it'll be quick. <laughs> I'm making this fast. They all stole up my time. All right, okay. go ahead. Lucille Bluth uh, from Arrested you, Development. I you were about to say Lucy Ricardo. No. Tony Soprano. What? Walter Whoa, White. Oh, he didn't make oh, your no, list? Oh, no, wait. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. <laughs> that was an old one. 
Sorry. <laughs> so he was on your album mentions list at first? No, no, no. He was on what I do. This is what I do. I write out all everybody, and then I put him in order. So I still had him in the order, but then I had him at my list. Sorry. <laughs> I almost gave David a heart attack. So funny. Um, <laughs> all right. Nate Fisher, Six Feet Under. Dexter, Liz Lemon from uh, 30 Rock. Oh, let me some Liz Lemon. Don Draper from Mad Men. And then I put Walter White. Sorry. <laughs> for me. I'm not saying he's still a he's still oh best. My he's just not oh, here we go. my oh, best. No. I hear her um, saying she's like Ryan Atwood, the OT. No. <laughs> oh, I this Imagine. Ten, okay, this my number better. ten is Michael Scott. <laughs> That's fine. He's dying here. My number eight well, is won't... my number eight is uh no, no my number nine is CJ Craig from the West Wing. I can't say anything yet. You can't say yeah. it, but she's so good. Uh, no way, that's Alice. That's uh, Alice Janney, right? Okay. Yeah. My number eight is Jessica Fletcher from Murder She Wrote. She's so low. Oh! I literally thought she would be so much higher. No, but she's good. I mean, twelve seasons. Yeah, yeah. Like, millions of. You know what? Let me give a shout out to my boy Matt Locke. No, hold on. You're just doing this to show me up. <laughs> yeah, while well, I'm at it, let me give a shout out to my boy Perry Mason. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, no one likes Perry Mason. It's Ben Matlock. Uh, my number seven is Buffy Summers. Nerve, she's so far down the list. She's not even on my list. <laughs> my number six is Tony hey, yeah, Soprano. Your list. Wait, who'd you say? My number six is Tony Soprano. Number six. My God. <laughs> Continue go, on. Go ahead, woman. No, I'm done. I oh, got yeah, true. My six. All right. So I'm going to run through my five through one on my worst. Actually, my five through two real quick. So my number five is a tie because they're both bitches. Uh, I got Vanessa and Jenny Humphrey from Gossip Girl tied at number How five. How are they on the same level of hatred? <laughs> you don't they know. You don't they know how much I hate Vanessa. Vanessa's not even that bad. Vanessa is a little poor girl from Brooklyn that fucking sucks. And she likes it. So on uh, that note, in that defense, according to Jen, Dan, Dan did the same thing. No, but she was so bad. Vanessa, like, oh, kept... what was me? I'm from Brooklyn. I ain't got no money. What was the worst thing that Vanessa did? Like she chimed in on Blair and Chuck's relationship, but she had nothing to do with it, uh, and she almost way, broke they would, them up. They would, they would also, they would also bring her into their drama too. I mean, I know sometimes she was snoop, and then like sometimes she would just put herself there just because you know she needs something to do. You know but, what? I, like, you know what? I laughed. Like, when... She when, was also just a product of how they were treating her. Well, like she had to like be fuck like them. that. <laughs> when they got her, I don't know if it was like in that season when they got her back. The Mean Girls got her back when they made her wear that white dress and they put the spotlight on her and it was see through. Oh, I laughed yeah. my ass off. That was hilarious. <laughs> That's not nice. You don't even like Vanessa. I didn't not like her. I was fine with her. Oh, and then Jenny Humphrey. My, my problem. The only is, one that, that fuels Jenny my is hatred is so Jenny much Humphrey. worse. Than Vanessa. Well, no, Jenny yeah. Humphrey's on another level. The of fucking worst. bitch. And it sucks because she was so likable in the first season, but she just completely drops off after that. Yeah. Continue. So, okay. My number four is fucking Skylar White because she is the worst TV wife ever. <laughs> and I mean, gee, when you watch it, if you seen this on other lists, I'm if, like reading it. I if like, you watch the show, when you watch the show, if you don't hate her, I will be shocked. She is. Ryan can attest to this. I remember Ryan started watching it when I mentioned it to him, and then he hits me up and he's like, "Dave, Skylar's a bitch." <laughs> yeah, she popped up on a ton of lists, and there's also this like I don't watch the show, but there's like blonde hair chick on Walking Dead was like on a bunch of lists. Yeah, I, I think it's Adrian, oh, yeah. Adrian or some bullshit like that. Uh, all right, so my number three is Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones, and I can't really talk about it with anyone but Jen here. Um, <laughs> but she's a comp- she's. 
a bitch, and she's been a bitch from day one. Like, I don't think she's ever had a good moment in on the show. What do you, right, Jen? Cersei? Um, she's been a bitch from day one. No, she has, yeah. But my number two, good. my number two, Jen doesn't agree with the order of my number two and one, but my number two is Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones. Ramsey, G, you don't watch Game of Thrones, and Ryan, you don't watch Game of Thrones, right? Not yet, no. So I'll give you one thing that he does because it's very early in the series. He cuts. Was it his friend at no, the time? No, not his friend. No, not uh, Dickless. What? Yes, he has a name. I always forget his name. Dickless. There's so many characters on that show. Okay, it's Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy. So in the first or second season, Ram- Ramsay Bolton just says, I'm going to cut your dick off. And that's not even the worst thing he does. He is just like complete. I don't want to spoil anything because I want you guys to watch the show because it's so fucking amazing. But that's one of how one of the bad things he did. And that's not even cutting it as opposed to my number one. All right, guys. Uh, Ryan, what's your f- five through two real quick? Um, Catch from Supernatural, Julian and Flash, Murder Urkel, and Wait, wait, wait. Uh, excuse me? Mira. Excuse me? Can you- whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. You're not going to bypass that right. one. Who? <laughs> Mur- Murder Urkel. You don't remember Murder uh, Murder I can't even say it. <laughs> Murder Urkel. Urkel. She was like his, like, uh, girlfriend. Like his, no, that was like his sister or cousin or some bullshit. His cousin, yeah. She was oh, a, I, no, like a really no. fake southern accent. Yeah, so, that's a deep cut, I just right? couldn't stand her. And my number two is also from Family Matters, uh, Myra. You didn't like Could Myra? Not stand her. You didn't like I Myra couldn't Bolton? stand her. What? Oh, Myra, rest in peace. She died? Yeah, I yeah, think so. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, All oh, right wow. G, what's your five through two on words? I mean, I liked her, I liked her more than fucking Laura Winslow. Just saying. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at five, I got Kate from Lost, and I didn't realize how much I hated her until I actually, <laughs> I, so I was given a list by my friend, because I was like, yeah, Kate sucked, right? And my friend was like, watch these episodes. So then I watched like five episodes where it just ex- like fully explains why Kate sucks. So, so she always gets them into awful situations and then doesn't really like offer anything to help at all. Uh, she's whiny. She's self-centered. Uh, she has the least uh, interesting backstory of all the people on the island. Uh, yeah. And then but she's also the center of a lot of stuff. So she's basically like the female Jack. So, but they, so she's at the center of like a lot of things. But she's like the least interesting of the bunch, and she's annoying. And I apparently I don't like characters that don't really offer uh, up anything when they're in peril to like try to help. They're just there. They like they always like she would always do stuff like that would basically like they were like oh we shouldn't go do this and she was like well I and they or you can't come with us it's too dangerous. She's like well I'm going whether you want me to or not. And then she would like not do anything to help, like at all. And uh. then. Uh, four, I uh, I'm combining them like because uh, uh, they're equally annoying and uh, they bleed into each other. But Marissa Cooper on the OC and then Oliver on the, on, on the OC. So I know you don't watch the OC, uh, Dave, but Marissa is basically the Serena of the OC. Ugh. Yeah. So she is like she's supposed to. You should like her because she's like the female lead. But you don't because she's annoying and she's always like something's always happening to her. Like she OD in Tijuana. Yeah. And she hates. She Wait, hates did her you just family. say she ODs in Tijuana? Yeah. Yes. Tijuana. This was episode seven of the first season. She OD in Tijuana. She's uh she's a I guess like would you call her alcoholic? She drinks a lot for sure. Uh, she's pretty fickle and annoying. And the reason this bleeds into Oliver is because she meets Oliver while she's like in. It's not really rehab. What was it? It was kind of like they were. It was like after it she, was, um, was, was kind of like a rehab though, no? Like towards on a, she met him there, and Oliver was this like real presumably rich kid 
that like shared all of his issues with her and then like would tell like spin these kind of stories about family and his life that were clearly lies but marissa just believed it and she integrated him into the group and ryan was like there's something up with that kid and even though she was dating ryan and should probably believe her boyfriend she was like no oliver is a fucking great guy and one of her many mistakes that she made on the show turned out oliver was crazy and then he held her at gunpoint and then he threatened to kill himself and i wish he did he did <laughs> uh but yeah, and so by the time that we got to season three, when they killed her off, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. And no one cared about Marissa towards the end. Uh, the rest of these are going to come from teen shows, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so three, I got Serena Vanderwoodson. Uh, mostly for the like, reasons we discussed offline before, yeah. but like, she doesn't start off like horrible. Uh, but it's like somewhere at, by the end of season one where uh, I couldn't go all in on her anymore and then she just does a lot of stuff to like fuck things up I don't really think she's a good friend to Blair either it's not like Blair's a great friend to her but I yeah. think she's even a friend yeah, to Blair's so much more likable likeable, yeah. and it's not it's not so much how Blake Lively plays her she plays her fine it's just like the way they write her yeah like, I agree it's not, she's just not really uh, likeable and then number two you don't watch it and you're going to laugh, but I got little Charlotte Grayson from Revenge. She's Victoria Grayson's daughter. <laughs> very, very similar to uh, Jenny Humphrey, Marie, who was always uh, like, what was me? I have so much money. I have so many problems. Uh, she was just whiny and annoying. They had several opportunities to get rid of her character, and they didn't. She stayed till the very end. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was, she was a waste of space. All right. Go, Go ahead, Jennifer. Okay. My number five. Is Ted Mosby? Yeah, Ted sucked. I loved Ted. Like, fucking sucked. I have a love hate with Ted. He's like, I I like Josh Radner, so I love the way he like played him and stuff. But there were just times and like decisions he made that were just like really shitty and like really like come on now. But I get why they did it. But yeah, he's like he's on there. Uh, number four, I put Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones. For reasons, if we're not spoiling, yeah. he's just really horrible, despicable character, it's, and I will, and I have to dispute it with like Dave's number one because it. I think he's worse than. Him. So when the next, because I spoiler, my next person is from Game of Thrones too. So my top three worst are from Game of Thrones. So, so when this something happens to this, I I didn't think that it could get worse than my number one, and then Ramsey came along, and it's just like and you can oh Ramsey's such worse. a fucking prick. So right. my number three is Piper Chapman from Orange Is the New Black. Is it Piper the she main was, character? She was on a ton of list too. Yeah. Like I. I guess she's a bad. She was. Okay. So, I saw two seasons. I think it's because she's so like she's sort of that like in the beginning she comes in and she's like you know this like entitled she feels entitled to certain things and like she's ingrained into it. But I guess it's also natural because like she's going to jail and she's never been in jail and she feels a certain way and she's like, oh well, why? But she's just like kind of clueless and everything and always so like. Even I just finished the last season and like she was fine, but like if they, to be honest, if. She's the lead, but if they took her out of the show, no one would miss her because there's nothing extraordinary about her. Like, I'm more interested in the other characters, the way that they've written them and developed them, more than I am about her. She has, it just, there's no growth there, I feel like. I don't know. Uh, number two is Nancy Botwin from Weeds. So, what? Okay. Wait, 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 uh, man, she was, oh, I guess. So. <laughs> 
She's. Um, I she, liked her. No, I like her too because I liked weeds. Is until, she poor man's Walter White? No, it just it got like the the show as a whole kind of fell down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. Once they left aggressive or when it burned yeah, down, uh, it just, that's when the show got wonky. But like I, I, I liked her a lot. But she's like, but I mean, she's supposed to be this character. She's selfish. She's like, you know, she thinks she's entitled to this, to that. And, you know, she kind of puts everyone in danger. You know, she's doing all these things and saying, oh, it's for my family and like whatever. But then like she really puts them all in danger. And you can tell that they're all like the kids, Silas and I forgot the other one, Shane. They're all like fucked up in the head now. And it's just like it's all of this crazy shit. So she's my number two. All right. They're all fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Alrighty, so I will run through my f- five through two on best. So my number five is, gee, I kind of cheated like you did, but I added an extra person. I have Corey, Topanga, Sean, Eric, and Mr. Feeney. Oh, Feeney. I forgot Feeney. So I, I think that, yeah, I think that entire show, like you said, you kind of, that's why it's one of my favorite shows ever because you, you can understand what one of those characters are going through and even then you know what makes the show so good though i you know we're talking about just characters but there's at least one person on that show even if it's not the main characters that you kind of can be like i I get what they're going through so yeah and it's just the whole relationship that you see throughout the entire show between um the main characters and mr feeney just i think it just makes a show and it makes them to me like one complete uh character as a whole uh, my number four is Michael Scott. Michael Scott is fucking hilarious, and you see where the show goes where he le- when he leaves the office. I mean, I still like the office after he leaves, but it's not as funny. I think Michael Scott is responsible for some of my funniest moments in college watching The Office because I guess that's why I still watch it to this day. It's just me in college; that type of humor worked for me, and yeah. I, just, I just fucking love his character. My number three is. Uh, Lucy Ricardo and Ricky Ricardo. I put them together. You put them together. Because they're always together. But um, Lucy, I mean, no one that was born after maybe the 1990s will understand the level of comedy and the genius that Lucy Ricardo, Lucille Ball is. And the physical comedy that she had on that show but the writing, the writing on the show was really good, especially for the times. And it was like two guys and a woman writer. Fun yes. fact, and, Madeline Pugh. And should I wait to talk a little okay. bit more about Lucy? Or you can. I'll then I'll finish up on Ricky then. Uh, and I also think that Ricky Ricardo, the fact that he was as not even as a character, just as Desi Arnaz was able to take his imperfections, like his accent, and it became a focal point of comedy on the show. And their chemistry together was so good. Even at the times where they were not doing very well off the set, you can st- their chemistry was still impeccable on the show. And Lucy, I love Lucy, despite you know me loving The Sopranos, that I think it's the best show ever made. I think I love Lucy is still my favorite show of all time, and it's because of those two. So that's my number uh, three, and my number two. This was hard between one and two, but my number two is Walter White. And it, it, G, you haven't seen it. Jen hasn't finished. Walter White and Rye, you can attest. Walter White to me is the best written character ever. No, he is a great character. It is great. There is, I've, the way he starts to where he finishes, 
yeah, you can have character development and some people change their persona, so on and so forth. But Walter White, where he starts to where he finished, I've never seen a character develop the way Walter White has. And there's moments within the show that make it, you know, that create imp- such an impact. Like uh, one example that I'm going to use, you you guys haven't seen it, but Ryan has, that scene with Jane in season two. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. So yeah. the the one in the bed with, when Jesse and Jane... That he just watches. Yes. It. Yes. Yeah. That's the moment where I'm watching that I show, that. where I'm like, he's turned. That's it. It wasn't him selling heroin or whatever. Or, I mean, crystal meth. It was that moment where he just watches her. That's when I knew he had turned to the dark side, and then he progressively gets worse. My favorite Walter Ryan moment is in season five, where he's having that he's having that drug deal. Right. This is fresh in your head, but um, and then he's like, uh, say my name. And the guys yeah. don't want to. And he's like, no, say my name. And then they're like, Heisenberg. And he's like, you goddamn right. That moment right there, I'm like, oh, this <laughs> fucking guy is, as you say, metal. So, yeah, <laughs> that's my number two uh, favorite character of all time. All right, right. what's your five through two real quick? Um, huh, Sorry, again, phone lock. Uh, sorry. Um, number five, Will Smith and Fresh Prince. Uh, just, I know... Kind of playing himself, I understand that, but just such great char- again character development, funny, made the role, you know, made made the the actor who he is today. I mean, yeah, you're just... not wrong. So it wasn't the episode, the episode where he found his mom in bed with uh, <laughs> when Lisa's dad was on the other night, and I forgot how funny that is when he goes there to talk, and then he sees him in bed, and he just collapses on the floor. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the so best funny. is sometimes when they show him this overacting and chewing yeah. the scenery and the very like when he's like runs all around the set and yeah. stuff like that. And he does a similar thing where he catches Ashley in bed or not. In, well, he they're at a party and Ashley's at, in the bedroom with that football player. Yes, I remember. Yeah. That. He runs out the room and he's like, "Baby, no!" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so great, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just such great. Uh, if you were in bed with a, a fullback, uh, actually, no, uh, it was a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> um, Next, Tony Soprano. Uh, great character. Great. <laughs> Why am I an asshole? So low. Wait a minute. Gee, you said the rest of your team. You don't have Tony Soprano on your list? Wait, did I say all of it? Oh, no, that was your worst. Never mind. That was, that was the worst. worst. Okay, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. All right, go ahead. All right, back on track, fellas. Go ahead. Back on track, right? Go ahead. Um, Number three, uh, Jesse Pinkman's mine. Uh, really? I, okay. He's actually, I think, what I love the most. Like, he was my favorite character. As much as I love, love, loved Walter, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. It's like, I think I kind of connected with Jesse in a sense. No, don't, I, the don't, mess- I don't hate on that at all. Just, yeah, like. Um, well, I don't know if you agree, like. You found yourself rooting. Like, when I, I remember watch. I'll, I'll be quick on this. I remember watching the series finale, and my heart was pounding, like, to see what happens to, to Jesse. I'm not going to say what happens yeah. to him, but I was like, because he had such bad luck throughout the whole show. Like, uh, he never had uh, anything good happen to him. But, all right, so that's that. Go ahead. And number uh, two is The Flash. Grant Gustin. <laughs> you fucking <mate>. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's a good character, though. No, I, I like him. He's such him. a I'm great character. <laughs> Sometimes he is a little bitch, but, like, he's good. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're right, but he's very human, and that's one thing I love about him. Also, he's, he's you know, he's his, he 
a character that again I didn't really care about beforehand. I'm like, oh, the Flash, he can yeah, run I fast. Do. I didn't care about the Flash at all before this. Oh, he can time. I'm like, oh, that's, he can cool. He's time, he can time travel. That's cool. But like, I never cared about him. But now I'm like, fuck yeah! Now I have like three Flash shirts, and it's just yeah, I all love right. it. All right, G, what's your five through two? All right, five. I got Chuck Bass, <laughs> number nice. five. Um, and the reason for that, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's a fun character, and he's like, you know, on the surface, especially at the start of the first season, he's like kind of evil, and you shouldn't like him. But I like that they eventually gave him layers, and like to really show why he is the way he is from the relationship with his dad and all that stuff too. Um, and then, uh, you know, he kind of. He also is one of those characters that progressively... He's still snarky and still an asshole, but he does grow as the show goes on. I mean, like, he was basically a, a rapist in the first episode of... Uh, yeah. Oh. Jenny was not a fan. She's like, you love this character? I'm like, just keep <laughs> watching. Like, like, mm-hmm. And then she's like, like, I don't like Jenny Humphrey anyway. <laughs> so she was all happy. No, no, not happy. Never mind. No, not happy. <laughs> she's like, whatever. Content. Uh, <laughs> Four, you don't watch it, and I'm probably gonna get laughed at. But Seth Cohen from the OC, uh, just because uh, we like uh, Ryan talked about like having nerdy characters on shows, like you related more to like the superhero shows, like stuff on the Flash. But like yeah. uh, Seth Cohen, uh, there are there were a lot like in our. I mean, I'm sure it's like that where you guys live too. But like where I live, there were a lot of people like him that weren't exa- like we knew they were cool because they like knew a lot of stuff and they were funny, but they weren't really seen as cool. And so, like, when a show like that comes out, that kind of makes them, that elevates those kind of people. Uh, you realize that, like, a little bit, a little bit of that is in you yourself too. Like, a lot of people can relate to Seth because he's kind of dorky. He's in the comic books. Uh, he's in love with like the most beautiful girl in the group, and he eventually gets her. Uh, and he's also really funny too. Uh, three, I got uh, Liz Lemon from uh, Thirty Rock. I'm a huge 30 Rock fan, and I like the way that Tina Fey writes for her. Like, she writes for her with, like, no, like, sense of vanity. She makes her, like, very self-deprecating, and that's what makes the character so funny is that she's able to, like, make fun of herself. And I think that's why the character works so well. Uh, and then, two, I got Tony Soprano. They're not my number one, though. Oh, I'm I wonder sorry. where your number one is. I actually thought you were heading in that direction. I'm curious where your number one is. Oh, duh. Duh, stupid me. Never mind. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. All right, uh, Jennifer. But yeah, for, but some of the reasons that you guys already talked about with Tony Soprano, but what I appreciate is like the nuance in the character where he's just not all bad. Like there's a lot, there's a complexity to him that I don't really think you see on TV a lot. And I think it's hard to make that work. And the late, great James Gandolfini made that work. Yes. And why? He's the reason why that character is so memorable. So, yes. All right, Jennifer, five through two. For my best? Yeah. Okay. So, number five, I put Barney. <laughs> Wait, what? It's a Jen Lindley from Dawson's Street. No! No! Although I did cry. I kind of, I was all right with her in the beginning. And then, like, there were parts where I was like, ugh, Jen. And then, like, I, obviously the series finale, like, bawled yeah. my eyes out. But whatever. Um, so, number five is Barney Stinson. How I Met Your Mother. Because. I think Neil Patrick Harris, I think the way they wrote for him, I think his delivery on everything, it was, he just, he made the show. Like, the show wasn't about him, but, like, I think without him, it wouldn't have been as Can we all agree that him him is better than Friends? They're different. It's not How everyone compares it. It's Well, my problem is is that I've tried to get into How I Met Your Mother, and I can't. I don't know what it is. It's so funny. 
And I actually actually can watch Friends where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's funny. I mean, like, it, it, when Friends is, like, sporadically on, I don't change the channel. Oh, you should give him another chance. It's so funny. I might get, I mean, yo, my girl Allison Hannigan's on it. Like, I wanted to like it. She's great on it. Yeah, she Minus, is. like, the end of the first season and the first episode of the second season. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, she's great. All right, go go ahead. Uh, my number four is Leslie Nope. So Amy Poehler, uh, Parks and Recreation. Oh, Parks and Rec. Oh, that's good. She's awesome. Um, number three is a quartet, the Golden Girls. Cute. Because they're all, like, these amazing actresses. Okay. They've all oh, done so many things, better. and they sort of got, like, Wait, a resurgence here. What do you say, G? I was like, can't we, we admit that like there might be one that's slightly better than? I don't think so. So I think no, I can say I can answer this. Really? So, like I think as far as if we're talking about like someone that sort of came and did something a little different than what she's done before, I would say Betty White stole the show with with being Rose. Because oh, she was because stupid. yeah because like she used to be you know all on different other TV shows and then she was even on the Mary uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show where she played Sue Ann Nivens and she was like a huge bitch and then she went from like being known for all of that to then going into this character where she really played her ditzy when originally she actually went out for the role of Blanche but when they started to see them they decided to switch them out because of but they had all worked together on other shows but I think they all played off of each other so well in their delivery the writing on the show was like key they all had their character growth their development um i mean i would say rose probably would be one of the better performances but sophia estelle getty had the best lines and she I had know. i always fight with her and dorothy she was very quippy i mean dorothy's good dorothy's though too, hilarious but yeah i think just, i'm gonna watch the golden girls later good um okay now my number oh, two and then one last note on the golden girls they are the only show that the four leads all won emmys for oh Look at that. I oh, didn't wow. know that. Yeah, so they all won for their roles in so the So now we all uh, have to go home. Yeah, that they're the all girls. dead except for Betty White. <laughs> Betty White's never going to die. Uh, I yeah, I, I, might, I, I might actually tear up when she dies. <sighs> you, I think her, her, if she, when she dies, it'll be a celebration. Because like, she, she was a fucking icon and she lasted so long. We shouldn't mourn. We should celebrate her. Because she's, what, 96? She's 96. Her and Stan Lee are the same age, I believe. And, she, oh. and she's still working. She yes, is. Yes, she's yeah. still working. But I think that's good. Like she Keeps doesn't her... really have to stop, and she does it for. And she also, um, she's a big animal activist too. So she, Ryan, have she you seen that. the Golden Girls? Yeah, of course. Okay, just all it's right. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch? Were... The, I'm the last one on the boat. What was it called? There, there was like a spinoff of the Golden Girls. Yeah, Golden she... Palace. Golden Palace. Uh, I... I've never. <laughs> I need to find it. Wasn't on, like, like Don Cheadle on that? Yeah, Don Cheadle was on that. <laughs> Don Cheadle was on it, and uh, I think it was Cheech Moran Ugh. was on it. Uh, Cheech Marin. I always oh, I get a, I always get Cheech and Sean confused, actually. But yeah, it was Cheech. So he was on it though too. Um, I think it only hit like thirty episodes. It just didn't it's hit not the, the same, same way. Yeah. And, it's still, um, and it's still Getty wasn't like much old like. No, she age, was right? she, I think she, she was, was there in her 60s, like right? in the same age, but they just aged her. Aged her, yeah, yeah. To make yeah. it seem, and because she was short, so and then she, she did that movie with, with Sly. Stop, or my mind will shoot. I will shoot. Uh, she I did... love, I love a good dry B. Arthur delivery. I don't she... watch That's why, yeah. That's why, I'm gonna watch it tonight. She cause... was also <laughs> in Mannequin, guys. Oh, all right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, my number two is Lucy Ricardo. Number two. She's my number two. 
I know David is like going to be surprised. <laughs> who the fuck is number one because then? Because you said best TV character, but like growth and all that yeah. stuff that she you grows. encompass. She, she wants to move to Connecticut. She does grow. Oh, and she does grow. And she, I, mean, I mean, I guess she does a little bit. She's great <laughs> in her comedy and her delivery. And she, as especially off Lucille Ball, like broke a lot of molds and a lot of things. But she, you know, and while I Love Lucy is my favorite show, she, I have her at number two. Interesting. Okay. Wait until you see what number one is. Better not be Mary Tyler Moore or some nonsense like that. <laughs> Actually, that was someone's uh, answer last night. Was Mary Tyler Moore? Oh, I mean, I love Mary Tyler Moore. But... <laughs> Sorry, you're saying it made me think of it. I apologize. <laughs> Anyways, my uh, my number one worst <laughs> is uh, Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Oh, he popped up on so many lists. Joffrey, <laughs> G, G, Joffrey is the fucking worst. That kid is the Antichrist. He is. I mean, he's great performance wise. Performance wise, it's amazing. But, like, he is a straight-up bitch from the first... That's... You know why I hate him so much? Because it was groundbreaking for me that what happens in that first season. It's the first season of Game of Thrones teaches you do not get comfortable with fucking anyone. Do not like anybody because you will regret it later. And then he's responsible for the Red Wedding and all that nonsense. Uh, So, yeah. I don't want to get too... I can't really get too much into it because he is... uh, no one watches the show except Jenny and I. Uh, and then I'll say my best, too. And then my number one best is Tony Soprano. Um, Tony Soprano, Jenny's giving me, a, like, a little look. Like, I'm so shocked. Shocker. You should be. I'm less shocked with G's. And I, he hasn't even said anything yet. Um, but, yeah, no, Tony, Tony Soprano, like, it, it, we talk about development. I, I think he does develop from beginning to end. Um, mm-hmm. You see him become more of a, despite the fact that he loves his family you see him more grow into a f- f- how can i say it? the patriarch of the family more as the show progresses especially with that scene in season six where um anthony jr is trying to kill himself and he just jumps in the water and like you see the emotion on there of like why are you doing this to yourself you see him care more about the progression of his kids too throughout the later end of the show and as a mob boss he's just a fucking badass like you don't fuck with Tony Soprano, and even in the moment, like in season six after he got shot, he has an s- episode where he has to beat someone up because no one's respecting him anymore. So he beats up his driver just to show that he's still the boss that people shouldn't take him for granted and like take him his word lightly. So yeah, Tony Soprano to me is like the iconic TV character, and The Sopranos is to me the greatest show ever made. So Ryan, what's your number one? My number one is. Uh, Dean Winchester, Supernatural. Wait, best oh, or wow. worst? Oh, best. Aren't we doing best? No, we're doing both. Oh, my best is Dean Winchester. Uh... <laughs> oh, my <bad>. Ryan. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> my so best uh, my friend, is Dean Winchester. My friend Adrian has been on a Supernatural kick, so she would agree with you right now. She's oh, I mean, so relatable, funny. I mean, the show's uh, been going longer I than your list, Ryan. Do it because I feel like I like it. <laughs> I feel like I would like it. I just there's so much, so many seasons, <laughs> but it's so worth it. Like you know what? Gee, on spin, uh, the guy Marcus, he's been uh, watching it from beginning, and he's loving it. Um, I, yeah, do, these... I do respect the bromance between those two actors. Who are oh, like, there who is like, like they're like there definitely is. <laughs> and they will And that show, they said the CW president said that that show will likely not end until those two are ready to end. 
Yeah, and I'm okay with that because I love their character. I'd be happy with that supernatural paycheck. <laughs> and my number one worst is Skyler. Can't yeah! Fuck Skyler! <laughs> Fuck Skyler! Uh, oh, yeah. I, just, I, and it, I can't say... And it's fine because I wanted to say the text message I sent you like, and when you told me how far she makes it and how upset I was about that. <laughs> so I'll say this. This is a kind of a sport. The only time in that show I felt bad for her was when Walter stole, uh, kidnapped his daughter in season five. When he kidnapped... No, I, I, spoiler. I, I don't... Yeah. Why, would they, why would they write the wife's the the character to be so unlikable? She's like, such like, a you, bitch, you like dude. Her? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, Did like, they even try to make you like her? <laughs> no. no. Yeah. No. In the beginning, she's not... Stop, in season one, Stop, she's bro. not bad. Stop. 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 <laughs> this is not... Everybody loves Raven. Stop, bro. <laughs> You're weird. This is not Hollywood Babylon. Well, I did a good Ray Romano there, so let me be. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's never even watched the show. No, but I got it from Hollywood Babylon. That was pretty good. I gave myself a pat on the back. You're stealing material. (laughs) Die, Brian. Hi, ho. Hi, ho. Next. All right. (laughs) All right. uh, G, finish it up with your number. I I just want to know who your worst is because I already know where your best is. Well, number one worst is Jindy Humphrey, of course. Yeah, that's mine. I'm piggybacking. Jenny Humphrey's your worst? Jenny Humphrey? Yeah. Over, over someone from Game of Thrones? Who else okay. from Game of Thrones? Joffrey. Yeah. Oh, man. She starts off I in season one, and then she progressively gets worse. Oh, and not, only, not only does she progressively get worse, and it's not, I don't even blame the writers. I blame Taylor Momsen, who decided, like, I want to wear, like, black eyeliner and, like, mess up my hair. I'm a rock star now. Like, but that's, that's why she sucks. I will say, so, I, do, I do like... Some of the songs on Gossip Girl that were from her band, The Reckless. So I dig yeah, that, but I don't. Like so let that. me ask both of you before we move on. What is your worst? What do you think is the worst thing she did? If you can think of something off the top Ooh. of the head, because um, she does a lot, like a lot. Well, I didn't like her uh, interfering in the whole Blair and uh, Chuck thing. Like when, Ch- well, that was also Chuck's fault for sleeping with her. But, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's towards the end when he's like. When, yeah, 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 I would yeah. say I I don't like and that. We, and then like and then like Blair tore into like Blair said everything that like everyone that had been watching up to that point how how they felt about her like that was like I feel like they just pulled that from like a message board and then put it in the script and then had her say it <laughs> like that's like that like when she tore into her I was like yes yes that's exactly like go away go cry all the way back home wherever you're from and like I just couldn't I was just so happy when she left and she did. I I was so happy when she was gone. And, like, I guess you were supposed to come. She was even mean to Eric. And like, yeah, Eric is the nicest guy in that show. The nicest guy. Probably the nicest person on Gossip Girl. And she found a way to be mean to him. Even, I, I, I would say. And even when he tried to be bad, he couldn't even be bad, right? I would say Eric and Rufus are the nicest people on that the show. The nicest people. Yeah, 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 it's true. Like, even Rufus, when he tried to do something, like, upsetting, like, he couldn't even do it right. Like, and he when he gets like, sad, you always feel bad for him. Yeah, like, but somehow Jenny was like, eh, like she was, she even managed to be a bitch to him, like she was awful. Yeah, that's why I think it's weird that you lumped her in there with Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Well, whatever. Vanessa has some, Vanessa has some redeemable qualities. And uh, G, tell us why Buffy's your number one. <laughs> so I, okay, I tried to think about it. And I tried not to do it. I, it was gonna be, I, I knew it was going to be obvious. <laughs> But, like, I couldn't think of, like, we were talking about character growth and development, and so you're watching a character. I mean, she dies and comes back from the dead. I mean, can't get any more development. She she fucking died twice. Wait, she dies twice on the show? 
Yeah, so yeah. technically, she, she, in the first season, when she drowns, she's technically dead for, like, what, a minute? Less than a minute? And, yeah, uh, so. and, and, they, and they revive her. And that's how Kendra, uh, that Slayer, gets introduced in season two. And then she dies at the end of season five. Oh, when they thought I forgot about season dead. one. Season two, I remember. Uh, season five, I remember. Uh, but yeah, we was talking about character growth and stuff, and like it's you know watching a character grow from like start to finish like that, and she's not like perfect, she's flawed, uh, but like yeah, I I can't think of another character that I've actually like like enjoyed watching from start to finish and watching like their like progression into where they end up by the end of the the series, and Gender. like. Well, uh, yeah, I thought about Xander. I have an honorable mention him. I guess I guess he goes from being like the dorky like screw up to kind of like Willow, only without the magic. Yeah, but then well, Willow was never a screw up. <laughs> True. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess like that show is like it's right. That show is like that for most of those characters on the show. They all start one way, even Cordelia Jen, and they get, <laughs> and they grow and they grow and they get better. But don't like, hate on Cordy. Yeah, understand the Cordelia. Uh, but no, it's hard for me to like talk. I mean, I've, I've talked about Buffy ad nauseum, but like you know that I like the show, I like the character, and like you know you have like like some of these shows where we had like the worst characters like being the leads. Like to have a character that's a lead character on the show that you like, like that that is just like you like them, is really great. And not to have a character like the center of the show that you're like, oh, you can't get like so yeah, even Wait, when she what? starts. Sorry, G, you, you broke up there. You broke up a little. Uh, oh, I thought it was just my mind. <laughs> uh, but I was saying, like, even like even in season six, when she kind of like is not quite herself, like you still kind of root for her to get back to where she was when she mentioned up. All right, Jennifer Ross, take us home. Okay, so my number one worst is Jenny Humphrey for yeah. all yeah. of the above. Dumpster uh, fire. <laughs> terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I I could rewatch if I rewatched the show and I could never see her there. We could Photoshop. I've been that tempted out, to rewatch it again. Totally What's funny okay is that in a that. sea of terrible, because there are a lot of terrible people like in the Gossip Girl universe, and for you to like stand out as like the worst, and you weren't even on the show the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so bad. That's a testament oh. of how much you suck. <laughs> uh, and my number one for Bob best. Newhart. Curfew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Imagine. I love Bob the Bob Newhart show. Though. I know I oh. did too. Nick and Knight summer block party. Oh my god! Like I, show who the fuck is your number one? So. Oh my god! Felicity, isn't it? No, but that would be funny. Um, so it's Mary Richards from the Mary. Tyler oh my Moore god! Show. I guess they're right over Lucy Ricardo. <laughs> you did. Um, the Dude, reason why. Be good. The reason why is Sit because back and relax. This might be a great yeah, two moment. You should. So, uh, <laughs> Mary Richards, she was it, Mary Tyler Moore played her so well. She was, um, she had a lot of character growth within the comedy realm of it, but more so the writing and the narrative in this for her character. She was groundbreaking. Um, she broke a lot of molds because she was single. She was working. She was a professional woman that a lot of people didn't see on TV in the same way. It was also around that realm where you had you might have had like other shows like Julia um, or, um, you know, even on Good Times, their mother worked. I forgot the actress's name, Florida something. But, you know, like it was around that realm where you started well, to see. Evans. Yeah, where you started <laughs> to see those roles there and women not just being you know 
a, a 1950s housewife. Um, and it really just showed how gendered workplaces could be. And as a whole, she was smart. She was funny. She was ambitious. She was someone that, like, took things head on. And so, yeah, I think as a character, she was something that the world needed at the time. And you can still watch the show now and still relate to it because not many things have changed in the same way. Um, and then you do see certain things that have been able to. But she needed to put they yeah. needed to put a spotlight on that. It's interesting, too, because, like, I think without that show, you wouldn't have, like, characters like Murphy Brown. Like, I know that's, like, right. years down the line. And you wouldn't even have, like, a show like 30 Rock where you have, like, someone like Tina Fey at the center of it. Or, like, like I would even like, say, like, like a designing women, you probably wouldn't have. I mean, my you have the four women. Huh? I said my lovely ladies from Georgia. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't <laughs> have the, these working women, like, on a show, like, being, you know, or even, like, uh, what was another one? Um, I don't know. It just, there's... It broke a lot the mold, of mold. Yeah. So nice. And she's fun. And she gave me Rhoda, which I oh, love. Rhoda. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I'm glad and, you brought up Florida Evans, by the way, because I always think of that episode of Good Times when the dad dies, and it's supposed to be a sad moment, but her delivery of the where she's like, "Damn, damn, damn." Yeah. because it's true. Like you. Oh. Even, like, one day at a time, that's another one. So, like, that wasn't, that was in the 80s, but, like, if you didn't have, I mean, you're showing a single woman. I mean, even Mary, you know, Mary um, decides that she, you know, she's engaged. She moves to Minneapolis because she doesn't want to get, she decides that this guy is not right for her, and so she doesn't want to marry him. And then she's not, like, while she dates and she wants to, like, you know, she has her boyfriends and things like that, her marriage is not her only focus. And I think that's another big thing that it's like she's more than just being a wife she can do more Alrighty, kids so this week's episode is a wrap we're taking a week mm-hmm. off to, for everyone to celebrate labor day and because we're going to chicago for the weekend i hate you for that sorry <laughs> uh so we'll be back in two weeks and we're going to get ready for Halloween soon, so we're going to have some fresh content in in two weeks. So happy Labor Day to everybody. Rye, thanks for joining us. G, enjoy your no Saturday problem. working. And I guess I'll see you later, Jennifer Ross. Okay, bye. Keep on spinning. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.